All right. Here we go. Cool. All right. Well, once we decide what this is, who wants to introduce it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, Freaking I think wait, it's, bro. yeah, man, uh, University of Badassery. Um, well, dude, it's, this, is, you know, this is family. This is hanging out with the buds, man, and, and guys that uh, that I like a lot and are friends and have finally get to get together and talk about some fun stuff. Well, that's and, exactly yeah. then how I'm going to let this start just like it started, because we're going yep. to start with we don't know whose podcast this is. <laughs> <laughs> This is a common, this is a joint venture between the University of Badassery and Wes Whitlock. And of course, Wes, for, you know, all the sponsorship and all the great things that you do. Thank you so much for supporting the University of Badassery. This just, dude, you're a badass. Dude, you know what? It, this is family, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you almost said it. He is a badass. Yeah. And he's a good freaking cat, man. man I like you guys a lot. Yeah. He's a good freaking <laughs> cat. And we've known each other for, we've known each other for, Shit, man, when, when, 13, 12, 2012? 2012, because I just started my business. Yeah, yep. and I was still working, matter of fact, because I went to your course. Yep, yep. I yep. was like, I'd heard about you in, in, the, in the industry with shooting, and at the time I was still, I was still working and active with training, and, and we had a good budget, so they would mm -hmm. basically let us go to any course that was out there. And I was like, dude, this guy's here, I'm going. And um, my guy signed off on it, so I went up to the course, and then yeah, loved the course, and then Mac. I was like, dude, this guy's yeah, just hit it off, and then yeah, we, yeah, know. instant, instant yeah. love affair. Yeah, <laughs> we were peas like peas and carrots, bro. I was like, dude, muscle cars and yep. guns and whiskey guns and, and, and yeah, all the cool yep, stuff. all the heavy all metal, the, all the dude stuff, all the basic dude yeah. stuff. For those of you who don't know, Wes is uh, yeah, owner right. of Rogue American Apparel, and of course. Boom, boom, Invader Coffee, baby. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's well, shit. that's the T Max uh, Blazot blends. That's a that's a yeah, Ethiopian dude, blend. Yeah, so. break it down, bro. So that's uh, what we do is we we air roast. People ask us all the time, why is your coffee different? Every that's a good question. Um, so one percent of the coffee in the world's air roasted. One percent because it's a it's a hard process. It's a different way of roasting versus the typical drum roast. Mm. So the air roast roast the bean. At, every angle 360 degrees equally where drum roasting it's not one uh, side might be more right, burnt yeah, than yeah, the yeah, other yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you kill you get more but more use out of the bean more use out of the bean and you kill this it kills the acidic so you drink coffee has that acid taste oh my God. ours doesn't so that's what Super sets smooth. us apart with with that roasting mm -hmm. and then on top of that we take when we roast the skin of the bean is usually left on uh, on the the bean itself then they just grind it it's a filler most companies leave that in there because it's mm. expensive to extract that out. We extract that out. So you get your full coffee. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons behind, you know, the quality that we keep ours. We, we roast small. We get it out super fast. So, um, yeah, it's good. I always say let the taste tell you, you know. So when people ask, we taste it, you know. And at the end of the day, our, we want our people to be happy with what they're drinking and get get some get some goodness out of it. Man, so, it yeah. It's it's so good. I've never, I mean, I've drank coffee all my life. I love coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. We had this, we talked about this one time. We said, okay, if you had to do away with. Oh, bro, that's such a hard one. You beer know? or coffee. Beer or one? coffee. Ooh, we kept the coffee. Man. We said, got to have the coffee, man. I mean, as much as we, we can, love yeah. beer, yep. it's shit. Well, you know, what's funny. Like that's where the history of coffee really started. Like, you know, left Africa and made it up to Europe. And back then, dudes in the morning were going to bars still. They're going to right. bars drinking and then going to work. Right. And like the fucking 
early part of the years, right. you know, fucking the 15th, 16th, 17th That's century. That's my tribe, bro. Yeah, yeah. they were. The so they were, not you know, of course, then they weren't productive. And then coffee made its way up into Europe through the trades and stuff like that. And people started drinking it. And like, man, I feel good, you know. And then they started drinking it in the mornings. And people come in to hang out, oh, wow. have coffee, and then go to work, you know. So it's got a cool history behind it. And probably better to start your day with, with some caffeine and a couple <laughs> shots, you know. At least your boss would probably but, but here's the funny thing, though, is that I can drink. I'll drink two 20-ounce tumblers in the morning. That's how much I'll drink. I mean, it'll take me from. It's bulletproof. I'll solve the fats and whatnot in it but that'll go from like five in the morning to 11 to drink because the yeti Dang, cup really no kidding the yeti cup keeps it hot yeah. yep so i'm just sipping it and then i'll do another one in the early afternoon because it has two full function i'm getting the fats as mm-hmm. well yeah so the more fats i'm eating the more satiated it am i stay in flying on ketosis dude, you, you're in good shape too bro when like, you match <laughs> like, you, we're old yeah dude, i'm like dude this dude's freaking <laughs> when you when you match ketosis Ketosis with coffee, especially, you know, because people think, well, if I drank that much coffee, man, I couldn't sleep. We had a question in the squad recently about insomnia. I said, they were like, people were like, well, you know, got to be careful to turn off the blue light from your screen and drink warm milk and, you know, wave sounds and get your right. bathtub all right. I'm like, dude, I break all of those rules. And, I, and, my, and I'm asleep in a yep. 30 seconds. You know Same. why? Because I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why. If you, you, people care. So people think, well, if I drink coffee, I said, dude, I drink coffee throughout the day. Yep. So I'll have the invader in the afternoon as well. And that takes a while to drink. I had one from when I left the house and was... Finishing it as I'm pulling into Max driveway yeah. today. So that's that last so that's that last one. And so now we got more here. But but I don't get jitters yeah. from Invader. It doesn't affect me at all. I can I'll still sleep like a baby tonight. Mm-hmm. So I remember asking one time, dude, what remember you was asking you? I said, dude, what's the deal? How come it's not giving me jitters? Because if that was freaking Folgers? Yeah. No, bro, forget about it. And you, you know, Wes could speak to this too. You know, the especially the darker. The uh, roast, the less caffeine it has in it. People think, oh, dark, strong. But that's why, like, my blend, I wanted a double dark because I'm already super freaking hyped as it is. I mean, and so I drink two cups in the morning, and then I have a 3 o'clock cup. But I could sit, you know, down, drink a cup at 3 in the afternoon and take a nap, man. You do. Well, you know know how you feel revived after a power nap? Yep. So what I'll do is I'll make my, because, again, the Yeti keeps it, the tumbler keeps it hot. So I'll make it, I'll set it down, I go into my bed, and I lay down for 15 minutes, I'll go right out, I'll yep. wake up, and then I drink that coffee. Holy crap, dude. Yep, yep. I could write yeah, a, it's I true. Could write a I book mean, a day that way. You can make a coffee as caffeinated as you wanted to, it tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. If, so when people say, oh, this is the strongest coffee, whatever, we can make it as strong as we want caffeine-wise. But it's going to taste horrible. So you got to find that balance where you have just enough where it still tastes really good. Right. And it's not overly done to where you get the jitters and all that stuff. So finding that, that balance. It seems to me like this is kind of similar to uh, like with the beer thing, with IPAs as opposed to just, you know, drinking regular beer. No. In the sense that you're drinking it for a whole different reason than, you know, Johnny Blue Collar is drinking his... Then to get fucked up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keystone Light, yeah, that kind of thing. So you're you're you got to go out of your way to do it. Yeah, yeah, you got there's a, there's a NASCAR <laughs> soda barley pop, bro. <laughs> exactly, NASCAR, NASCAR soda. soda pop. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a philosophy behind it. So yeah, if you're man. a more serious coffee drinker, then you're gonna you're gonna because to me, I don't I could not. I mean, I'll drink because I need 
I want the coffee. So if I'm off somewhere and I can't get what I want, I'm going to drink whatever the hell is there. That's cool. But, you know, for me, my quality of life is determined by, you know, something as, as, as abundant as coffee. And I'm going to be extremely particular. It's like a chair. Like I sit in my chair for so long. Yeah. My whole life because of just what I do all the time. So I've been through a hundred chairs. People are like, well, why are you keep why are you keep changing chairs? Because it's where I live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My desk is where I live. So I, it matters to me how high it is, how wide it is, how deep it is, where the eye level is on something. When you're in a place for any given time, that's what you think. So it's like this. It's like dude, well, like we find like when you talk about the quality. So the way I determine, I see it a lot, especially in the T-Max, because that is a high-quality coffee. It's organic. It comes from some of the beans come from the best farms that we use in Africa for that blend, is we find a lot of bean coffee versus ground. To me, a serious coffee drinker, you can always tell they always buy the beans because they yeah. want to grind them at home. Mm-hmm. So it's a good sign for us when we sell a lot of beans because it tells me these people are serious coffee drinkers. So I see that a lot with uh, Max uh, in particular. So again, and that's kind of what we strive for. You know, people are like, oh, you guys should do an instant, and you guys should do a non-caffeinated. And I'm like, fuck that. I want to do. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't. Like, you don't need to appease the masses. No, bro. man. No. I'd rather keep it. You know, keep just, it niche, man. Yeah, <laughs> so. like a non-alcoholic IPA. Right. Yeah, right. I don't get yeah, it, bro. No, like I just no. don't get that. Yeah. You know. I just ordered for my oldest son. Um, he said, Dad, I got to get. Some um, cause he's, he will edit our stuff. So he's like, well, I'm getting propaganda, invader propaganda in my face all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, dad, dad, I gotta get, I gotta, invasion, I gotta get some yep. invader. <laughs> I got it. So I ordered him a five pound bag of T-Max. You don't need an order. You know, my <laughs> number, bro. <laughs> that, that one I had to order. I sent it to him, but it's, but it's whole bean. Yeah. And, uh, Which, because by the way, I, I got to get some Yeah. next, right. next shipment. I'll have the the shop send them out today. Because what he does is he follows Beethoven would grind his coffee every morning. 60 beans exactly. Right. So so he so 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 he makes he makes a bulletproof coffee with counting the 60 beans. So he has this cup called Beethoven's Bullet. Oh, Oh, right. That's badass. So he does this live thing called Six String Live, and he works on his guitar scalloping necks and all that crap. So he films all that. And then he makes this, you know, counts out the beans. I said, well, if you're going to do that, then you're going to do actual beans, Invader, T-Max, Blaze Ops blend. Yep. I love it. Yep. <laughs> a little army of 60 beans marching across. Yeah, yep. I don't know how strong yeah. that is or what no, that, that's that works cool. out. I never, I never knew that. That's, uh, but Beethoven, Beethoven did that. Special. Yeah. yeah, so he wanted to do yeah. it that way. But uh, What that guy know anyway, bro? Right, come on. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> Dead deaf bastard. Beef Havens. <laughs> Beethoven? Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, that's coffee. kind of the spill on that. But dude, um, yeah, this is cool to get together with you guys. Again, I've been, you know, following your stuff for a long time. Oh, man. The metal motivator stuff's great because it's I tell dudes all the time that will come and like you probably get guys, hey man, I'm going through this or that or whatever. And a lot of times I'll send them over to say, go go check this page out, you know, because you're always putting a lot of good facts out there and stuff that I think a lot of guys uh, relate to problem wise or life decisions, stuff like that. So love it, man. That's yeah, dude, being you, man. real, dude. Well, love it, your well stuff. the messages are palatable. Yes. Right? CJ's the metal motivators messages are palatable. And everybody, I guarantee you, everybody when they're listening to him does this. Because they know, <laughs> it. they know, man. They like, know dude, how does that dude going, know that, man? Yep, yeah. he's right. That's me. I we're have, all doing that. It's like we're like the Sentinel book thing, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dudes read that and they go, 
Yep, yep I should have had that ready, <laughs> but because I knew it, I knew it. But most of your messages are that they're shit that we all know. But sometimes we just got to put a rubber band around our neck and snap, snap the, the fuck, fuck out of it. Yeah, yep. we'll have yeah. a gift for articulating the obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, it's needed, awesome. man. That's a, that's it that, that reminder is needed. My kids are following. Yeah, now. yeah. Following, uh, I told them even the podcast, man. The University of Badassery. Um, I was with my son traveling out to Utah, so we listened to podcasts, you know, and he's like, eh, no, no, no. I'm like, let's put on this, you know, and then the <laughs> intro comes on, man, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and then we start listening, and he's like, this is the best, this is my favorite, so we listened to all of them, man, so, and it's cool, too, because you guys go into a lot of cool subjects, you know, with the Lewis and Clark adventure, that was oh, wonderful, man. that was a history lesson as well, and just another cool story that probably a lot of people don't know a lot about, yeah. you know, and that one was awesome, and um, so yeah, I love I love it. And it, when I saw my my son was into it too, yeah. I was like, all right, cool, you know. So yeah, I've, I love it, and um, it's it's cool to get with you guys finally, and and the squad stuff too, man. The squad stuff you guys are doing, bro, that's fucking that, badass. That, you know, that's a game changer. That squad, you yeah. know, the uh, the keep the blaze live coaching squad. That shit's change. It's changing lives, man. Yeah, dude. And you know what? I mean, we're we started this this thing we created it but i always have to remind the squad members that hey man we're just moderators bro yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i may be the squadron commander but yeah. none of us are smarter than any of us mm -hmm. and it's a group freaking effort man it is yeah. it's so interactive and squad members are helping out other squad members yeah you know they're 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 having all these satellite dialogues between just squad members yeah. and all these uh, uh different information share because uh, there's a lot of well, I think it, go, there, it comes bro. back down to that quality too that you talked about before and keeping the quality not in the products but the people that you're around people that you're and the, the content you're putting out right. and I know this for a fact because when I helped do one that one time like yeah. I got a letter from a dude I got messages from people um, I got a letter from I think it was like from England or something Scotland, Scotland dude John McRae <laughs> you know so it's really <laughs> it's cool good quality people on there and there's chiropractors and doctors and and like you said, then you can share that information. They can share information. Yeah. And so it's it's cool. And at the end of the day, you guys are doing helping people out, man. Yeah. Yep. Doing a cool, uh, cool dude, thing. Dude, it's so. great. When we do like a, we do twice a month for our tier one level, we do a Zoom call. And so that's that's face to face. It's not just the live stream where you're yeah, commenting man. on YouTube. So you, you look down at the gallery, you know how Zoom has the gallery of everybody's little thumbnails, and you see like a couple of guys in their squad cars. Mm -hmm. somebody right. in their firehouse in the, in the firehouse yeah, yeah. you know what I mean that's badass and yep. they're like damn yep. man guys, <laughs> some guys are uh, working on projects they got you could tell that they're they're there but they're they got shit to do you know right right yep yeah. yep yep it's neat it's pretty well, amazing. People, then a lot of them are just chilled back with a big yeah, old pint. Bro. That's what I want to be. <laughs> big, that old guy. big old glass of bourbon. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, we have these private Facebook groups. It's grown because we we set it up on Patreon. Patreon doesn't have the greatest interaction type features. So you're not getting notifications. So it's hard to create any sense of community. So I said, all right, I'm going to create some Facebook groups for it. So I did that. And that's when things really leap to the next level. Because we got guys in there now that are like uh, Jeremy, he's an EMT. And he's doing like video. He's doing like, you know, showing people tourniquets and all that kind of crazy yep. stuff. And we got people posting stuff. They're on hunting trips. They're on camping with their kids. They're building something. They're fixing something. Of course, everybody Fight talks about lessons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a crew. Oh, they're at the range that day. So it's like a gathering of eagles, man. It's not a bunch of chickens walking around. Right. Now, like, no offense to the girls, right. you know. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, the chickens. Are back. <laughs> but it's 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 a you know it's a gathering of eagles. It's just a it's so many power brokers brought together with the right attitude and the right spirit. 
But it's hard to communicate that through a little Instagram post when I say, hey, sign up for the squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I give them a little clips of Mac's video because that's the thing they resonate with the most is they see Mac online. So it's all right. Well, let me show them. They can go a hell of a lot deeper with Mac, not just in instructional videos. And it's hilarious to, to watch people comment on Mac's posts sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. because we're like, dude, you should have a YouTube channel. Somebody said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, yeah. bro. <laughs> Why? So you can get more free stuff, <laughs> right. bro. Yeah, you want more yeah. free stuff? More You're so free damn stuff, yeah. generous with our time. Yep. But it's like, let's get, you know, if you really, if you're really that passionate about Mac and I had this, I had somebody write into the badassery page the other day, letting me know for the thousandth time that Mac's Facebook page was hacked. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. Dude, I think they, I know somebody actually sent me a message and, uh, and, uh, with a picture, he's like, dude, I know this isn't Pat posting this. He's like, somebody must have broke. And I'm like, dude, obviously. So I messaged you or back. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yep, last week. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It was something. It's been more than a month now. And I'm just, I'm still going, yes, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's been hacked. Well, it. So this guy's like, he's acting. He goes, so what do we need to do? And how do we need to spread the word? How do we need to, I said, well, bro, the first thing you need to do, you know, is just start following on the University of Badassery because we, we echo everything he does mm-hmm. there. And he goes, what's that? <laughs> yeah, I said that's the podcast that's, that <laughs> like, bro, that Mac does. Oh, I didn't know that. Then how could you give this much shit right, about right. Mac? What, whether Mac's Facebook page has been hacked, yeah. right, dude? Yeah. What? How you are not invested at this point? No, you know what bro. I mean? Yeah, you don't have a dog in the fight. No. Yeah, so I asked somebody else unless you're following badassery, unless you're you know been kicking around. I don't care if you're kicking tires about the squad. I get it. You know, um, the lowest level is nineteen ninety seven. I get it. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but, uh, right. but no, it's a no. good investment. People spend <laughs> comedic, more on burgers. And yeah, you know, comedic pause. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, uh, you blew that last night. You know, yeah, on, on your first round. So yeah, I mean, this is it's minimal investment. But if you're serious about going to the next level, you know, with just with Pat Max content, and that's not counting all the other stuff. All CJ stuff. That's on there. The live streams we do every week. Man. Yeah. If yeah. you're that, I mean, if you really love Pat Mac as much as you say you do, <laughs> dramatic pause that time. If you really <laughs> love Mac as much as you say you do, right. then you would enjoy being with him live for a couple hours every Thursday night mm-hmm. where he's going to talk to you. Answer your questions and tell you what his favorite movie is from 1972. Bro, we get ridiculous on those. The dialogue goes, it's all over the map, yeah, man. Yeah, it is yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. And we have no idea which way it's going to go. Because we don't, we don't rehearse shit. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I tell CJ, just turn it on. Let's see what happens. Let's yeah. let it materialize. And usually the best conversations are right. uh, come from just let it materialize. Yeah. Let this thing develop. Yeah. You know, and let's see what happens. Yeah. But we'll talk from politics to cars to the shit we did when we were kids to metal uh to <laughs> movies to i mean it's a cooking yeah gardening gardening yeah all over i learned map. some stuff yesterday i was out yeah he well, took me out back showed me his garden i was like dude this is that nice, winter man. garden bro is yeah. crushing it this year and so it's a little bit warmer than it should be right now in north carolina but um luck it's a good thing for me because i put seeds in so I, I'm trying something new this year. I, I, I grew a whole bunch of beets, carrots, and, oh, and radishes. But they're in the delicate stage right now, those, you know, brand new seedling oh, yeah. leaves. 
Um, so I'm glad that the weather's warm right now, but as soon as it gets cold, I'm going to make mini greenhouses just for those. The oh, cabbages, cool. the collard greens, the broccoli, all that stuff is hardy, and it will grow all during the uh, North Carolina winter. How about that? Yep, and I'll be eating like crazy, man. I mean, I'm going to do... I just, <laughs> Uh, yeah. defrost some meat and where's my veg oh it's right there need a little yep. basil it's over 10 here yards. yeah it's 10 yards <laughs> and you can learn all that in the squad yep. right yeah look it's... at all the information that you can get well you access you know what's fun about the because we don't plan these things it's not because we're well we're not control freaks a but b we're not lazy either it's just that the biggest mistake we make is we start talking before we hit live right, right. and i always have to remind cj don't <laughs> yeah don't say anything. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I'm already in motion. He's like, dude, let's hold it off. And this. So we just, we, we literally will just turn it on in the middle of the conversation. So it's kind of like today. That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. I'm setting up all this stuff. Let's go, man. So what's good. It's organic, man. And it, it makes, uh, it, it's more relatable, I think, unless you're going to something for a specific, uh, information or whatever but um a lot of folks that just want some insight on yeah. some guys that they uh, that they want to hear more about um then they can get that organic uh, content i think well, here's you know? the thing you know cause and if they want to get into something specific you know like cars or whatever you know coffee or just business uh, life whatever you know we i'm sure we'll talk about some of that stuff well, too, i think, man. I think yeah. one of the reasons why we bond especially with you wes is because you're a cultural sentinel you know what i mean you're watching over the culture you have a you have a passion for your country. You have a passion for people. You have a passion for the right things. We all feel like, you know, things are under threat. Right. I'm not scared, but at the same time, you know, keeping a, a cautious eye on what's going on. And so I think when you, you know, we're at this place now where we have these powerful tools and this distribution technology of the internet, we can now use social media influence, you know, to touch and reach people. How much of that is drive? Because people know you as, okay, this is the guy with Invader. This is the guy with Rogue American. But there's right. a whole lot more to what you do. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, I think it, in a way, it just can, helps keep you responsible for, for, for what's important in life, you know, because it's easy to get sidetracked into some of the other stuff. So if you, and you can build your business around that too, just like, like what you guys are doing, you're giving out useful information that's truly helping people. And in some way shape form matter it, it has a purpose behind right. it you know so you, you can use your business you know use your business for how you you know you want to grow your business and all that and and you can also for me personally it's, it's i gotta have something more going on because it's yeah. not fulfilling enough right. million dollars what it's not it's all right this is great but it's still something not there unless we're involved with something right. cool <laughs> and that's what this stuff does kind of help with and for me like even these you know, we're together now. Like we've talked, we've done all this stuff, but it, you know, you have to put in the effort to, to make all this stuff happen. And then once you do it, it's like, God, great, man. I'm so glad I did yeah. that. So it's, you know, it's, so it's neat, man. It's again, just kind of keeping up with that responsibility that you have. Uh, and for the guys that you're around too, man, because everybody's putting their time in here, man. And that's, I appreciate it. And you guys lift me up in a lot of ways too, man. So oh, I, bro. I love it, man. Oh, so, dude. you know, it's cool. I just realized this is, uh, I think the first time that we've only had three, uh, uh, you know, a threesome a, a few times, but all three of us self-made peeps, you know, yeah. Not only self-made, but none of us are like from a Trustafarian douchebag background. <laughs> and we've all had to scrape and scratch and work our freaking asses off to get where we are today. Yeah, Bro, man, that's, and it's really, really cool, you know, because Wes's background is sort of similar to mine. 
You know, he, he was a military guy and they did contracts and stuff, which I think would be cool to talk about. Yeah, yeah dudes are always asking about that. Yeah. And then he went, he was in business with other people like I was when I retired. Right, right. And, you know, learned some freaking, learned some hard lessons. Yeah, learned a million things to do, a million things not to do. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of, a lot of the ways we connect because there's some similarities with, with what we've all kind of done and experienced. And, and, and like Pat just said, a lot of people don't see the work that goes behind, you know, building this. Oh, that must be nice. Well, dude, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot to get here. Like we were talking about last night, like you finally all that hard work mm-hmm. is paying off, man. Yeah. So not giving up and continue to work, 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 work. And then stuff starts happening, yeah. you know, too many people give up too easy. Cause it's yeah. like, man, this is hard or I, you know, I just can't do it anymore. Um, and everybody has those hard days, yeah, man. Sure. So yeah, it's, this is what's great about this kind of stuff and, and the positive side of, you know, social media and all right, that is getting right. to do stuff like this. So, um, yeah, man, it's badass. Well, you worked, very cool. you, you worked very hard to be this fortunate. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I told Rebecca, I, I, I told Wes yesterday that I told Rebecca yesterday morning, I said, Rebecca, I just realized something. I showed her a knife from my knife set from the kitchen knives. I said, we are the people now who could buy a better knife set. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm 55 freaking years old and I finally gotten to that point where I could, I could sigh, you know, yeah. I could take a pause right. and go, damn man. All right. Yep. This is good. By the way, it doesn't mean that I'm going to sit on my freaking ass. No, I'm still going to jam shit no. into the pipeline. Yeah. And yeah. Rebecca and I are always thinking, like we had, we were talking prior to this, what's the next thing? What is the next thing? I got this going on, this going on, this going on, this going on, and then these four side projects. But what else can we jam in the pipeline? Yeah. Um, because I think what will scare me is getting comfortable. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like, you know, it's a, it's an age old saying, but I am very comfortable being uncomfortable. All right. Um, and I want to maintain that for as long as possible. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you have to impose suffering mm-hmm. on yourself, you know, which is, yep. it's, which is not what people want to do. Right. Luxury and ease creates a weaker people. So we're, we're all standing big and bold on the capital of those who went before us, the pioneers, the industrialists, the political leaders, those who fought revolutions and civil wars and all of these things. We're standing and in, in spending Western capital like it's going out of style, not replenishing it, mm-hmm. mind you, right. just spending it. So, you know, I'll, we were talking offline a little bit. It's just like, you know, you can't change the world with a deadlift. It's important that you know how to get yourself physically where you need to be, mentally where you need to be, spiritually, if that's your thing, where you need to be, financially, where you need to be, your relationships. You've got to be bulletproof from every angle. Because that's the kind of, otherwise you become part of the problem. And so, you know, one of the reasons why we don't get overly political on this podcast is because there's no solution in politics because politics cannot produce character. Mm. And that's our problem. It's character that's at stake. It's character that's being weakened. So our job is to restore, if you will, spiritual capital. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The the things that built the civilization that we have, self-government independence, taking care of your own shit. You know what I mean? Loving your wife, loving your kids, staying out of debt so you're not enslaved. Like the Bible says, oh, no man, nothing but to love them. Like Like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So long as you know, to those whom you're in debt to, there's a, there's a, there's a slavery element there. So we want to be free as much as we can. 
So your debts are limited. It's not saying don't be in debt. It's just saying keep it limited. Yep. Get that thing paid off in five years. Get that thing paid off in seven years. So you're not perpetually in debt, but free money and all this. So even, even people that I'll hear say, we need to go back to the gold standard and all these things. You guys could never survive hard money mm-hmm. because all of this free credit and stuff would go away overnight. And suddenly you can't buy anything anymore because yep. you don't have those hard assets. We're all on crack yep. financially you know, domestically in our social, we're all on this cheap capital. And so what do you do? I can't fix it with a politician. That's a stopgap measure. You get your guy in office, your gal in office. Okay. That'll protect you for the next four years over these particular policies. But is that a long-term solution for Western civilization? Cause there's some people out there who'd like to end it right. everything yep. from, from everything from your Liberty to your Christmas carols. They want it all gone. You know what I mean? So if we don't, no. then what do you do? Well, you have to go to education. You got to start educating people through the means that we have right here to get them to say, hey, wait a minute, man. Let me come out of this matrix sleep. Yeah. Unplug these motherfuckers. Well, it's like Pat said, it's a, all those dudes that, that made those changes and did those hardships and made positive changes for in civilization ever since the beginning were uncomfortable as hell, I'm sure, you know? Mm-hmm. And now these guys are comfortable today living on credit, living behind computers, living off the government, wanting free things, free college, whatever. That's uh, That will lead you to destruction of your society for sure. Um, and that's kind of what I see is happening. Like, what do you kill? You kill religion. You can't yeah. go to church, bro, but you can go and burn yeah. buildings. Right. You can't go to school now. You're going to have to stay home and put on a mask. Right. And then the internet doesn't work and their kids aren't getting that education. Right. So, and the economy. So all these things are happening in front of us. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's good to know that there's people out there like you guys and other folks we know. Like that are, you, bro. That yep. are, have gardens, bro, that are training, that are staying in the mindset, that are that are teaching their kids, that are helping their community. I saw Pat's, he's got a refrigerator on his porch, bro, like <laughs> with snacks for like the mailman, you know, and yeah. like the, the dudes driving by that they're, that are, that are delivering packages or whatever, you know, with a note on there and some some can, uh, power bars and stuff. So yeah. that's cool. It's a sense of community, man, and it's a sense of. I can't uh, take credit for that. That was all Rebecca. Well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, but, it, yeah. It's, it's that's the kind of stuff I like to see, and I think we've, we've more Americans started doing that versus gimme, gimme, gimme. Let me give, let me open my hand. Let me open my heart. I heard right. that recently by a preacher actually, and I've been trying to be better about that. You know. You know, with that, and I think that at the end of the day, that's really what life's about. You know, is 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 building your community. You know? Yeah, so. it's it's the it's the law of sowing and reaping, right? Yeah. Reap what you sow, because because I know if I hang on to anything, resources, money, whatever, a seed, that's the most it's ever going to be. You know, yeah. but if I let it go and go into the ground, that's the least it's ever going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to let go of that seed, those resources in order for it to grow, to plant, to create harvest. And so for me, I'm always planting, I'm always sowing because I always want to be harvesting. So what I do now creates opportunities for six months from now, 12 months from now. So the stuff that we're saying now is going to be heard by certain people who will get connected with, who could be major players in what we do and what you do. We haven't met them yet, but this is the first podcast we're listening to, and we won't hook up and get connected for 12 months from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all I had to do was show up. That's all I had to do is just keep doing what well, I know to do. That's a good way to show up. You know, do it. Put your foot in that front. You know, put that foot forward. Show up somewhere. And a lot of people, I think, are afraid to because they're they're scared to go into that unknown. You know, but yeah. if, once you do it, you're like, 
you know, and I've been in situations, I'm sure you guys have too. Where I didn't know shit, bro. Like I remember getting a job one time and, and this was in Italy and I didn't speak Italian at the time. I was, dude, I was a poor student. I was just out of the military, sold everything to live over there and go to school. The school I was going to never had a vet ever attend. I didn't know what the GI Bill was. So I had to really fucking bust my ass to get going. And I went into this gym and I asked the, the owner there, like, hey, man, can I scrub the floors? Can I do whatever, you know, work in the locker room? He's like, no, you're going to teach. You're going to be an instructor. Because over there, <laughs> dude, over there, they, they have personal, they don't, their personal trainers walk around with a, a shirt that says instructore. And anybody can walk up to him and say, hey, how do you use this machine or what's this? And uh, and he comes down. He, he gives me the the sweatshirt, the green sweatshirt, the instructor. And he's like, "Go!" And I walk out to the floor, bro. And it's like, <laughs> dude, people, just old ladies, and you know, anybody that was in there would come up. And I'm the American, you know, I'm the mm-hmm. American guy in there. So of course they want to come see what's up. Yeah. And come uh, and call me Father Mag and all my old stuff. And I'm just like, oh shoot, you know. So every day, just kind of, and fuck, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that because I don't. I, it's embarrassing. I don't know how to. And I'm gonna teach these guys how to do this stuff. But every day I learned more and more and more and more and more. And then it, it but so it was a cool lesson for me, like in other parts of life. Where I'm like, I don't know, but go there, show up, do your best, um, work hard, and it's going to work out for you. It will yeah. work out. You'll learn whatever it is you need to learn. Um, and if not, if you don't and you fall and, and it doesn't work out, maybe it wasn't for you. But if you're passionate about it and driven and saying, like me, my motivation was I had to pay bills, bro. Like, yeah, right. I got to eat. Right. I'll, dude, I will learn this. I'll go home right. and f- study this stuff and, and talk as much as I can. So, um, so yeah, it was cool. But it's, again, taking that step forward, and maybe it's through desperation. Like, I just have to do this. Or it's just you want to better yourself or whatever. You know, I'm going to read this book or whatever that goal may be. Um, it's just doing it. You got to sit yeah. down and actually do it and stop talking about it. I tell dudes all the time, you know, it's the execution. You can sit there and talk about stuff all day long with people. Or like ideas. You probably get it. You guys probably, you guys should do this. You guys should do this. You should do this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I would love to, bro. But I, I, I got all this other stuff I got to do. Mm-hmm. Or you got an idea, then you then do it. Run with it, bro. Right, Make it happen. Right. Raise you know? your own babies. Just, just right? show up, man. It's such a good, it's such an easy, simple philosophy to follow. And like you said, too, and there's that chance that you could fall flat on your face. But you're still going to grow from that. Yeah. I mean, how learn, many times yeah. in the University of Badassery podcast have I talked about all my failures, bro? Yeah. But uh, And I wouldn't change a single freaking one of them. But the just show up thing, because I say it all the time. People ask me, hey, I'm thinking I want to join the military and I want to go special ops. And basically, I tell them that. Well, yep. I don't say show up. I say you got to get your foot in the door first. One step at a time, my man. One step at a time. It's like working out. How do you get motivated? Bro, what you don't see, what you don't see is number one, I have to show up. I have to yep. go to my driveway and I have to start moving. Yeah. You know, I have to do it. Once I show up, something's going to happen. Right. But I have to take that first step. Yeah. It's hard to steer a parked car. Yep. Right. So yep. it's like if you don't, you know, well, I'll get this with young people, especially when they're going to college or whatever, or they're just trying to make a decision about, you know, where, where do I go? They, they feel like they have to know specifically what they're going to be doing 15 years from now and to make their present decision. I said, no, it's, it's too hard to make a specific decision. It's easier to make a general decision. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Just start heading general in general cone of direction <laughs> and in that yeah. general cone of direction because that'll get you moving. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you sit there and question, should I do this out or the other? And then, you know, I'm not doing anything, yeah, not you doing know? Anything, so yeah. like, let me just go ahead and, or if it's a big, a big, huge goal and you're like, I don't know, man, that's a lot. But if you just take it step by step, course by course, class by class, take those little steps to get into it to the bigger picture. And it's the same in business, man. And yeah. 
you got to put these little pieces together, man. Like when starting a podcast, dude, I want to do it. I got the content, I got the dudes, but um, I don't know what mics to get. I don't know what, you know, when, until you do it, you know, these little right. things, and then you slowly start to put it together and build it and build it. And the same with the business or whatever. I look at them as bricks, you know, every, yeah. every, it's a brick, man. So you lay your foundation and then start building upon that with yeah. little things. And like you said, you might get up here. And you will fail. I don't care who you are, what you do in business, life, right. military, whatever it may be. There's going to be fucking failures, dude. And it's going to hurt. But you're going to learn from it, hopefully, and say, you know what? Let me let me get up and do it again. And maybe I'll go this direction because I got fucked up over there and go this way. Yep. Yeah. Or learn how to fix and patch that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, um, it's what it's all about. So man. many people, like we encounter it in the squad. There's people who, again, they're not like we were when we were young, where you're, where you're driven by hunger and <laughs> all of these things that to make your life better. That's how come we settle. So that's the people we attract most are the people that are, they've drifted into mediocrity. Right. Because yeah. I, like I, I like to say that when your discomfort is comfortable enough to tolerate for the rest of your life, that's when you'll settle. Mm. Yeah, you know, that sounds miserable. Yeah. But you used to be I mean, because because before that time, you know, you were in dire straits. So you so the discomfort drove you to where you are now. It's just that now the discomfort is comfortable enough. Mediocre. Right. Yep. So so the, the challenge we give to them is you have a sacred duty to yourself. To maximize all that you are and all that you can do. And so until you start imposing that, you know, so what I do, I tell them, I, I got to dress up your everyday. So if I don't dress up your everyday, if I don't make your Monday look like Friday, you're not going to get it because you're going to think it's just, oh, it's just Monday. Oh, it's just Tuesday. It's just another day in the week, another day in the ground. No, it isn't, man. You got to dress up your everyday. It's like when your, your old lady comes out and, you know, she's usually actually is at home just in sweatsuit pants, no makeup, hair all off. And she says, I'm going to the store. And you think, okay, cool. Get me some beer, mm-hmm. right? That's it. Well, the next day she comes out and she's dressed to the nines. And she's like, I'm going out. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the difference? Same lady. Mm-hmm. She's dressed up, right? You got to dress up your every day. There's yep. a lot of life that's lived in the meantime, bro. And if you don't dress those up and give those meaning and purpose and know that you are, you know, every day, I, the last uh, on our, for our second, for our tier two, tier three, I do a business and marketing courses. And the one I'm on now is a whole series on goals. And this episode I just did is called Progressive Dominion. So it's about gaining little by little. So what you were talking about, just kind of get started here, build this there, add you learn as you go, right? You're right? Write as I learn, learn as I write. Get that book started, in other words. People think they got to know everything before I write the book. No, write as you learn, learn as you write. Just start writing. Like Mac would talk about when he writes. He says, I just pour the content on paper. I'm not just trying to typing, edit. Bro. Yeah. Not trying to <laughs> yep. make it perfect. I'll get back to that. Yep. You just got to get what's in here. That's how you wrote the Sentinel. Yep. Yep. 17 hours. <laughs> well, all the ideas, you know, yeah. and that was straight. Right. You just dumped. <clears throat> yeah, I just dumped. And I had, you know, in 17 hours, I had like 60 pages. Dang. And um, then, it, you know, then you massage yeah. it. You cut and paste and copy and fill stuff in and articulate. But I just dumped everything. And, and I realized when I was typing that, I was like, holy shit, I know a lot of stuff, bro. <laughs> I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> But I had no idea how much I knew and start, until I started reflecting, you know, and thinking about different schools I've been through and, oh, you know, and all man. this. I mean, think about all the crap. Like, for those who don't know, and I'm just going to give the, our viewers 
and listeners a reminder because, you know, sometimes when I listen to a podcast, I'll miss the intro and I'm going, who the hell are they talking to? <laughs> so, hey, we're, so we're with Wes Whitlock right. <laughs> from Rogue American Apparel and Invader Coffee. Mm-hmm. self-made dude <laughs> yeah so but Brian. anyway um i, I wanted to a- ask because i don't know if we've ever chatted about that i mean i know that after uh, uh the military you did some you did contracting work but you did ep right didn't you do executive protection yeah, yeah ep after uh so i did the high threat stuff with the government right. so we took care of uh the ambassador kalalazad he was the u.s first you appointed u.s ambassador to, to afghanistan and um Worked his detail, you know, taking the ministries yep. and whatnot, and and then got into uh, the long range stuff. So when it worked on a, a detail that took like geologists and stuff like that up into rural areas of Afghanistan mm-hmm. to go study the ground and all that stuff, well systems, uh, rebuilding infrastructures, courthouses. What, 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 what year? What, that was two thousand four through right, so like two thousand eight. Yeah, um, very hot. Very, I mean, hot yeah, when as far it was as like early, op tempo and yeah, and busy man, and, yep, yep. Very, very busy. So that's when our, our we were laying our diplomacies down there, and um, you know, with Afghanistan, the president, we were at President um, Karzai's house palace every night. We take the ambassador; they would meet. We used to joke to be on the cars, like they're in there playing freaking Xbox, man. I want to get yep. back to <laughs> back to the hooch, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was kind of cool to see that, and then you know every. Any uh, diplomat that came in there from Rush, even Rush Limbaugh, Fox News, okay. yep. vice presidents, pre- we were the first detail to run chain, uh, to run within a Secret Service detail mm-hmm. because that was our AO, Kabul. And when the U- Secret Service came to do their advance, dude, they don't know how to drive in Kabul. They're, they're, they're pretty they're amiable good. to that, though, as far as like bringing on people who are SMEs in that area. Yep. They're like, well, you guys are the experts, and you, you have good credibility in this industry. So they're, they're good about that. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I had, I had worked with, with them. And so we had Cheney when he came and took him. We are in their, their motorcade, actually, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. So yeah, doing stuff like that. And then the next day could be like, Oh, dude, we're taking this um, 23-year-old State Department person up to look at a village in Herat, you know. Or um, one time we flew into – because the mission – every day was different. You'd be like, hey, a bird crashed. You're going to go up there and find the black box. The next day you're taking the State Department person to go to a meeting. The next day we went to uh, – Ishmael Khan runs the – he's a warlord of um, Herat, so uh, near, near the Iranian border. And we took the DCM, the deputy chief of mission, is the assistant um, to the ambassador. So mm-hmm. if the ambassador's gone, he steps in. Yep. We called this guy actually Mr. Magoo because he looked like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> and, uh, For those who know. Yeah. And then we took the director or the uh, the head of the DEA at the time that was there. They were doing a burning crops and stuff like that of the opium and all that stuff. So we flew. It was me and one other guy. Cannonball. Mm. That was his real name, Cannonball. <laughs> his sister's name was Crystal. You oh, know, wow. true story. Crystal so we Ball. flew in and it was on a Russian, it was on a Russian airplane, man. And as you know, when you come down and you kind of oh, spiral yeah. down. Corkscrew down, bro. Yep. So we're corkscrew. And it's like, and the pilots were Russian or something, and they're in there. There's like a freaking bottle of fucking vodka. The dude's like, you know, like wrestling this fucking thing. And it's it's a cargo plane. But we had the, you know, our principals in there, so we're standing up there and we're all like, dude. Anyway, land in there, and there's a there's a war going on in Harad at the time. The warlord's fighting another border warlord. 
so there's dudes driving around in Hiluxes with fucking masks on and, and AKs and fucking RPGs. And it's me and one other dude, man, with the DCM <laughs> oh and this lady with the DA. And we go to Ishmael Khan's residence. We'd already had a meeting scheduled there, so we get up there. And at this point, we had we had some army support. It was a couple of a, a guard unit out of, like, Minnesota or something. Yeah, right. Kids in Humvees, bro. Mm-hmm. It was just like... And they're staged outside, and me and Cannon are inside. He's the AIC at the time, so he he goes with the principals into Ishmael Khan's office. And I'm down in stairs in this room, dude. Like, I'll never forget. It was like these murals of uh, Russians and Mujahideen who were, like, fucking cutting the heads off these Russians and this, these crazy freaking murals in this huge room of anti-Russian stuff. Damn. It was, it was dude, I was like... And so I'm sitting in there and we're talking. I'm like, yeah, good to go down here. He's doing his meeting. And then all these dudes just start piling into this room and they're bloody. They're changing their magazines. And these dudes were just out fighting. fighting. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Come in for a five minute break. Yeah, dude. And they're there. So they don't know. And I'm standing in there, dude. I, I had a 203, you know, on my M4. Um, we dressed a little different there. We were in the military clothes and stuff like that. And uh, these dudes are all coming and just fucking looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy, you know? <laughs> and I'm standing there talking power like, dude, uh, about 30 dudes are down here. Um, they're bloodied and beaten and they're changing mags. They're all looking at me really harshly right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, here's a plan. You know, if something goes down, I'm going to take Ishmael Khan as a hostage because he's, he's the warlord. And right. if things go bad, this is what we're going to do. Right, roger that. So we kind of put a plan in place just right. in case things got weird. You know, these guys were not in it. They just didn't know who we were. So we, we had to put a plan in place, you know. And I'm like, all right, this is my plan. I'm going to launch a 203 into that group over there and do whatever I can here so you guys can get out. Because at that point, in that work, as Pat knows, or guys have done protection work, like, it's not even about your dudes or you. It's a, it's about your your the person you're protecting. Your principal. Yeah, your Bro, principal. Bro, that job sucks so freaking bad. Yep. I've done it for... Three generals and an ambassador, and then had some strap hangers like yep. Hillary Clinton. Yep. Yep. We had her yep. day. <laughs> um, Madeleine Albright. Favorite story. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of those politicians like that. But uh, man, that's. Oh, and uh, dude, man, I got to freaking protect the king for a day. Dude. King of Jordan, Abdullah, who is cool as shit, you know? I've heard that, man. I've heard uh, that, dude. He is just such a man's man, you know? Yep. And, and like that takes kind care of, work- of his people. That kind of work, I think, is more enjoyable for it's our overseas stuff because it's more it's it's reality. Like, right. you're going to places where people want to kill you. They want to kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're out there ready and waiting and planning. So it's it's very you know you have to be on freaking point. And then you come to the stateside EP executive protection type stuff, which is a whole different world. So a lot of those guys can't transfer over um, assimilate to that that type of work because it's it's a different dynamic so if you're working for say an, um, an executive uh, a businessman um, who has a family and they usually have a detail small detail of right. guys that protect them and their entire family right. that means every kid has a guy everywhere wow. they go there's somebody that works a lot d- more difficult in the sense that now you have the dynamics of working with um, personalities people who are paying you so for instance i tell guys is here's you know say you get assigned to a kid one of their kids 12 years old she wants to go to a movie theater with her friends and in in that line of work you want to give them space you don't want them to feel like they've got this big monkey behind me because their friends ask they get embarrassed all this stuff you gotta play this hiding game 
where you got to be close enough to be able to do something if something goes down, but you can't be up on them like you can when you're over. You're right with your principal. Right. And if not, things aren't good, you're going to tell them we're going. Right. This world's different. You deal with kids and moms and stuff like that. But you want to be able to protect them in case something goes down. So it's trying to find that balance, you know. Sure. So now you're in a theater with um, it's, it's a Disney kids movie. Mm. Um, you're giving her space, or you're sitting back three or four rows, and you're just this dude in this movie theater with moms and kids, and they're right. just looking at you like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, creep. Yeah, you know. So if you're not prepared for those type of situations, I tell guys, don't get in that line of work because there's a lot of uh, you have to adapt to a lot of environments quickly. Where the high threat stuff is like, dude, this we're aggressive. Our presence is known. We're gonna do this. Where this is, you have to kind of hide in the shadows, but you have to be there, right. like the pie in the face app and the Bill Gates. You know, his guys couldn't be close enough. He shouldn't have had a pie in his face. You know, right. yeah, it happens, and then they get mad because where was my guy? Well, dude, you wanted us to back off. You right. know, so it's a hard. That's job way bro, harder, bro. Yeah, because I had to do like mix that up with the ambassador. Yep. There was sometimes we were on him like stink on shit. Other times we had to, back you know, off. yeah, back way off, hide in the shadows, give him space because you're also protected. You're not protecting him necessarily from not just from danger, but from embarrassment. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. got to protect their dignity. So you have to do all of that stuff. Even you represent, you know, him like if their flies undone. Right. Yep. You got to go up and say, "Hey, boss, your flies undone." You know, I'm just. I mean, you right. have to because if you don't. Then that's on you. <laughs> yep. You have to every freaking thing, you know. Hey, you got a piece of broccoli in your in your teeth. You're fixing to go talk to these people. But living in somebody's hip yep. pocket like that, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, the high risk stuff must have been cool as shit because I, I did. You know, mine was high risk ish, but um, and not like that. I mean, in, in Bosnia, it was it was it was still high risk, but I was with one guy, so I knew yeah. his move. Yep. You know, we knew his demeanor. We knew his scheme of maneuver. Right. We knew what he wanted to do. We knew his favorite places for coffee. Yep. Yeah. You know, we knew all that stuff. Yep. That world is 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 different for sure. And it's um like I said, the overseas stuff, and even like I said with the ambassadors, because it didn't and if you embarrass him, dude, you're freaking gone, bro. Oh, yeah, like yeah, I did yeah. not like that dude right there. Where right. he he just pushed that 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 Haji kid, whatever. Yep. Cause now I'm, he's embarrassing my presence. Like yep, I'm right. setting diplomacy. Represent, I'm setting right. represent right. the United States of America. And I got these gorillas over here beating up people, mm-hmm. you know, luckily I was fortunate worked with in the early days, really good dudes, dudes like Pat's level, you know, guys that are getting out, just got out and they wanted to make a thousand dollars a day and a big fat bonus and a great freaking job. Um, it was really good quality dudes, man. And then over time, as it got saturated and more and more security was needed, there was only so many people out right. there. They started, yeah. bring, you so know, they pick from. Yeah. So we would, you know, and then that, that dynamic started changing like 07, 08. Um, and then the pay started going down. So a lot of dudes started bounce. That's when I, I came back to the States to do stateside EP. Cause it just wasn't worth it anymore, you know. I was like, and I had a kid and stuff like that. Cause it is, and at that point, the, the IDs got um, it's so advanced. Uh, or in the early right. days, they weren't really there, man. So you know, three, oh four, five, oh five, oh six, they started seeing more of the EFP, the the armor piercing ones and stuff that were coming out. And then it was just like, um, and then they were heavily targeting the motorcades, and uh, and that was always an issue for me too, as a motorcade. Like I like low vis, man. We right. did the low vis height. Going out to freaking up in the valleys and stuff like that. We had Hiluxes. We drove with the the Afghans drove. So they didn't know you were coming. Right. But in the city, 
in Cabo is the Suburbans. No. You knew where they were coming, man. But those things are low vis, bro. In yeah, Cabo. why never? <laughs> no. We even told the State <laughs> Department, we're like, dude, shiny black Escalades. Let's, get, yeah, let's yeah. get at least get Toyota 4Runners, right. man, which are better vehicles in that environment. We busted. Right. We and smoked so that. many uh, Suburbans, man. Yeah. Suspensions blown. Cap engines catching on fire. They're not made up for those roads are full of potholes, man. And, yeah. and you run hard. You're, dude. You're within a couple feet maneuvering off each other and dancing, and and it's it, you run those vehicles hard, man. So the Toyotas I always thought were the best for that line of work, man. <laughs> yep. You know, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I think there's still a lot of stuff going on out there. But as far as I know, when I've talked to dudes that are still there, they mostly fly everywhere now. They're flying birds to. Fobs and stuff like that, where we used to drive everywhere, and now they kind of hop around on birds, mm. and they don't maneuver as much, especially to the the, the ministries and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I haven't really followed up much on what's going on there with the, that world, but um, yeah, a lot of guys ask about it, and like Pat said, it's sometimes getting that foot in. Like it's hard to get your foot in some places, and but if you've you know, meet the right folks and you go into the right areas and do the right things. You can, you can find a way in. We yeah. talked about earlier getting up. Yeah. There's always another way up the mountain. There's always, yeah. even in business, I, um, real quick, this was a good example. I was just telling, uh, I met with the Blackwater guys today, actually one of the guys, um, another great company, but talking about even business getting, if a door closes on you or whatever right. in life, that's not it, man. And recently, it was with our coffee. I was getting in one of the biggest uh, HEB grocery stores in Texas, yeah. which they laughed at first. I like, guess the hardest product to get on our shelves. Not going to happen. Really? I was like, wow. Really? Hmm. And I like a challenge. I like when somebody tells me no. Hell yeah, yeah bro. I'll fucking show them. <laughs> it's you know? impossible. Yeah, dude. It ain't going to happen. No. Watch us. Yeah. So he, uh, this Watch. guy basically shuts us down. I'm like, all right, let me do some research here. So I went around and I, I met with managers at the stores and they're everyone was like, hell yeah, we want Invader in there. Yes, yes, yes. I went down to their, their museum in, in San Antonio, read the mission statement on the wall. Their mission statement echoed our mission statement and how they started small Texas business, started small, grew, grew, veteran owned. We've given back to a lot of community. We've been involved with a lot of cool stuff. How are you telling me no, bro? Like, yeah. So I was like, all right, let me, let me do a taste test with everything you have. Give me that, bro. Yeah. Went down there, blind taste test, crushed everybody. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, you can't say no to me, man. I have managers who want it. I have five-star reviews. I got everything right. that you guys say you are. And this dude was still being an ass. So I grabbed my stuff. Um, I picked it all up because he had already decided he was not going to let – he just he didn't yeah. – I don't think he liked us, whatever – um, it was one of those things when you walk in a room and you just know that dude's just like, no. Right. Personality and, Yeah, complex. personality, yeah, big time. And it was a power trip because yep. like, it ends with me. I make decisions. Right. And he told me that when we were leaving. I'm like, Roger that. Left. All right, let's research who that guy's boss is and who's right. the boss right. he, right. his yeah. is. Found him. Found him with some research. Contacted him directly. Wrote our story. And they're like, really? That sounds like you guys were a perfect match for us. Right. Like, That's what I think. Um, and then the, the vice president's guy was like, I'm going to send my guy who manages all the stores to your shop. He's going to send oh it. Oh my God. So this dude wow. shows up, bro, Dave, mm -hmm. uh, David. And within five minutes of walking around my, my freaking compound of fucking awesomeness, yep. <laughs> he's like, Chevelle, dude, I got a 69 Camaro. Jim, dude, I got I got stones at my house. Oh wow! Boom, right. we're just hitting it off with this dude, man. Right. And then he tries like, uh, yeah, we're going to make this happen. So again, had I taken that that first initial no, no, right. no with this ass, 
And he was also a military guy, which I was like, oh, he's probably the guy that you're turning in your gear. And he's like, nope, not good enough. Go back. And, right. you know, one of those dudes. Yep. And um, he called he called it uh, jumping the chain. And I was like, let me tell you, bro, this isn't the military anymore, bro. Like, I'm going to, you're not going to, I'm going to go to the next dude. Right. Right. You know, the chain of command, bro. There's no chain of command in, in life, bro. Like yep. in, in business, when you're hustling, there's no fucking chain nope. of command. My yeah. chain of command is going to end when I decide it ends, right. not when this dude tells right. me. So, you know, anyway, yeah, that was uh, That's another. That's man. That's yeah, it was, dude, it was, I loved it. I haven't, I, heard, I haven't heard that. No, nah, dude, I haven't that. told a lot of people, but it, it got, I just remember leaving that, that, that room. I grabbed my, dude, I had this black Pelican case with, all my brand research, my I, all my facts, dude, and I had my samples out. And I just kind of threw them all in and grabbed it, and I was like, I just walked out. And then as soon as we left, pulled over and started researching who the bosses were, and then boom, <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it was cool, man. So I just tell guys, yeah, door closes or there's a roadblock. There's a way over that thing. Yeah. You just gotta want to want it bad enough yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's um, it's an obstacle, not a barrier. Mm, yep. You know, I, I used to tell people that all the time in life. You know, say, yeah, there's so many barriers. Ah, you know, it's not a barrier, man. It's just an obstacle. Yeah, you just got to negotiate your way around it, over it, through it. That's all it is. The obstacle and, is the way. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man, it's a true age-old fact, man. You know. Yeah, well, that's the that's the fatalistic people. The fatalism that people get into is they think they're looking for signs. Mm -hmm. They're looking right. for circumstantial evidence that I'm. Am I supposed to do? You'll see them yeah. say it when their little relationships don't work out. I guess it just wasn't meant to be. Meant to be by whom? Right. Who does that who, mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it is what it is if you make it. No doesn't mean no, and resistance doesn't mean shit. It just means you got to get creative. It just means it's not easy. It just means that's why there's so few people that do these type yeah. of things, because it's so easy to quit. It's so easy to negotiate yourself into mediocrity when you can still turn on light switches, keep food refrigerated, and go through a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. You're still living like a king, so you're like, well, what am I yep. missing? You, right. you you convince yourself to live with where you are instead of saying, no, I'm hungry as hell. But people are like, but that's the thing is people aren't hungry. I used to tell people, uh, you know, you got to be hungry. They said, well, how do I be hungry? I said, well, I mean, nobody came out of the womb an alcoholic. Nobody comes out of the womb enjoying the taste of an IPA or bourbon or whatever. At some point when you're like 13 years old, you had to steal a beer with your brothers yeah. from the refrigerator and force it down, and it did not taste good. Right. But you kept forcing it down until you acquired a taste for it. Peer pressure was enough to get you to acquire a taste for these things, and now you're hooked. Now you're into this sort of thing. So you can feed the addiction. You can feed the, It's called the vein of obsession. You get down deep enough into something, you can find obsession. Hmm. But you got to get a taste. You got to get a taste of little victories, man. You got to get a taste of some some little wins in life. Like, like that for you is a big win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's just... That's not a plateau reached. Yeah, that's a small. That's not even a chapter in Wes's book, bro. That's a paragraph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. But uh, and it's that. It, that's cool as hell because I haven't heard that whole story. But well, you were talking about that yesterday too. What Mac was saying, um, like with the coronavirus for right, what's happening right now, and everybody's like, man, and it sucks. Yeah, a lot of people lost jobs, businesses, stuff like that. But you always try to find a, a positive and a negative, or you try to take, turn the situation in, into your favor somehow way. Right. And you can, if you get creative enough, uh, like Mac with, you know, the chronication and all like, yeah. he's doing all this cool stuff and all these cool projects and you mm -hmm. and the other, it, they've turned it into a positive things, right. you know, and it, you can find that in other things in life that, 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 
that just crashed because of whatever reason or out of your control instead of getting upset about it and falling victim to it. You say, you know what? I'm going to find a way to make that a good thing for me in my life somehow, some way. And you just have to have that put in the effort to make that happen because the sign's not going to come at you and say, Oh, here's, here's a hand from God, whatever. You got to put in the effort. You got to get up. You got to show up. You got to, you know, push drive. And then people ask, well, how do I get drive? And guess what? Just show up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You got to drink the beer when it doesn't taste good, man. Well, I think that's, that's another thing. And I, I, you know, and even I ask sometimes like, and I know certain things, whatever. And people like, so drive, like where, and they ask, how do I get that? Right. How do you get it? Yeah. Where's yours, Mac? Right. What's your drive, bro? Is it just like, you know, where's yours? Like, what? There is no magic answer, man. It's There's no elixir. Yeah, no elixir, man. <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta show up, and you gotta put up, and you gotta push. You and gotta then, push on. you know, once you, once you once you have that first success block, unless you accept mediocrity, you want another success. Yeah, block. that's what he was yeah. saying. Another yep, one, you're right. Another one. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you know, with with me, that's how it was. All the way through the military, even. Yeah. All the well, way through you the military. Hit the pinnacle, all, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, what's my next step? You know, all right. What's and then you get to there and you go, Oh man, this is cool. What's my next step after this? Yeah. You know, and then what's my next one after this? There's gotta be, you know, uh, a pinnacle at yeah. some point. It's interesting you say that because when people when I talk to people about direction in life, I'll often say to them, It's like, what do I need to do? And I'll just well take the logical next step they're thinking it has to be something big grand right. yeah i've done that yep it can be just something simple but what i love about your story wes is that it's like I, I tell people if you're telling me it's up to me you're giving me good news you say that to mm-hmm. a lot of people it scares the hell out of them because they yeah. can't trust themselves so if suddenly ethiopian coffee beans were criminalized and the cotton industry's gone so you can't get t-shirts yeah you're not sol yeah I'm going to go to Eatria. No, I mean, there's always another place <laughs> right, to go, right, you know. Right. It's, but if you're not forecasting that, if you're not forecasting those things happening, you're wrong because it's right. going to happen. Yep. And if you're not planning for it, mm-hmm. um, just like with anything in life, then look at Max, his build out out here. He's ready. He's ready for a lot of things because right. um, he's planned. Um, and I think if you do that, you got to do that in business too because if you get comfortable and sit back, and you know this too, especially in marketing, but. Oh, cool, man. We're kicking it, putting yeah. my feet back, and I'm making money. This is good. Things are, there'll be a point where those things are going to change. You know, buyers change, market, all those things change. So if you're not studying and forecasting with what's happening in that world, then you're going to be playing catch up all the time. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of better to be on the other end where others are trying to catch up to you. You know, yeah. we talked about in the, um, one of those Zoom meetings, we talked about contingency planning, yeah. you know, contingency planning in life. Yep. You know, have that backup. Always think, you know, if this goes to shit, what am I going to do? You know, and if you if you have that, and it doesn't have to be a great plan, <laughs> right? It doesn't. Yeah. But in you know, a decision, even shitty, is generally less disastrous than indecision. Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. To 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 make no decision is a decision. Yep. Right. Gonna, right. Yes. <laughs> to make, yes. It's you gonna, you decided to make no decision. It's going to be imposed. Yep. What what happens to you circumstantially will be imposed on you. So people are tend to be they'll say again these fatalistic things like it'll work itself out. Really. Right. Something's going to get worked out. It's not going to be the circumstances you wanted that are going to get worked out. So you either work life out or life is going to work itself out in a way that you're not happy with. 
but I don't understand this aversion to work. I don't understand this aversion, you know, to paying the price. You know, somebody said the other day, yeah, but dude, I want to, this is a pastor, and he was talking about retirement, and he was talking, so I, I pulled some Bible on his ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, the scripture says, six days thou shalt labor. That's it. Didn't right. say retire. Yep. Right. Didn't say till you're 65. <laughs> yeah. Six right. days thou shalt labor. Yeah. So yeah. this That's... is life, bro. So, so what kind of labor do you want to do? Because you're doing it till you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So it's like, dude, I would know. I wanted to go, you know, as far as we can possibly go, you yeah. know, because again, it's, it's about, it's what people always even talk about the five-year plans and all this. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Mac wasn't in my five-year plan. Right. If I stuck to the yeah. five-year plan, I would have avoided, yep. you yep. know what I mean? Doing anything with this dude because it wasn't a part of my five-year plan. So yep. my, I took, my plan is two words, seize opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? And so both of you have brought, wonderful things into my life. And it, now, of course, it was all started through social media. Right. But there's people in all those accounts. And people together can make stuff happen. So I get to know people. I couldn't have done any of this without the two of you. When I think of the, the followers that I have and the people that are now in my life on a regular basis, it came from YouTube. You were the guys who shared my stuff to this new community. I was talking to the basement dweller metalheads. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Before I met you two, next thing I know, I'm having to deal with freaking... Police and not just police, not just the you know, not to you know, not just the the duty police officer. Yep. But I mean, we got like you got police chiefs, you got we got agents from all secret service, secret service, yeah. FBI, got, and so and they're, and they're talking <laughs> to me like I'm someone to respect, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, bro, I love your stuff and it's great, man. I listen to it while I'm guarding President Trump. It's like, oh, okay, come on, dude, <laughs> yeah, that's man, way too that's far. Cool, One of us is lying. One of us is lying. But it's, yeah, it's just amazing to me that people don't see, and that's an entrepreneur, so it goes back to what Wes just said about the future. It's being able to see always, it's not paranoid, it's not being worried. Correct. It's just always knowing that you have to strengthen the ground underneath your feet. Like Max says all the time, you got to keep, keep putting more things in the pipeline. You got to keep opportunities available. So maybe it's something you can't get to right now. But hey, you know, I was at a store the other day and I saw, just saw somebody's truck and, you know, you know, it's kind of a service that I needed. And I just, I saw it was a lady getting in and, but it said like Pete something. I'm like, well, that obviously ain't Pete. Right. It's gotta be Pete's old lady. <laughs> so I get out of the car and I start talking to her and immediately it was, her husband did all the kind of stuff that I needed to be done that I've been holding out on mm-hmm. waiting for some, something to come around. Yep. And She's like, yeah, and it's it's really it's slow right now for him you know, <laughs> because of the industry that he's in and all the sort of stuff. I said, well, perfect, perfect. And she said, okay, I'm going to text him. I'm going to call him. I said, you better be texting fast. Right, right. Because <laughs> yep. that's how it is. So yeah, I, man. So he's already scheduled. I'll see him, I think, tomorrow in the afternoon. But once it gets in my head, it's done. So I can't. I'm going to get antsy as hell. Yep. I yep. can't be, well, I'll get in touch with him next week. Nope. Or, no, I got to call him now. I got to make that thing happen now because you, time is limited. Yep. There's not a lot of it. The clock is ticking. And then on if the you don't do it, then you, it, you know, it gets on the back burner. You forget other things come up and, you know, and it gets put on the back burner. But if you yeah. take care of it right away, it's always turns out to be better that way. You know, it's even if it's small, coast. the small things, bro. Coast with momentum. Like I was even talking to Tom yesterday um, from the, uh, Eagles and Angels guy, you know, and talked to him for a while, and then I left, and um, he sent me a message. Hey, send me a, 
send me your number. He sent me a message right when I left. He's like, send me your number. I was like, oh, cool. I'll, get, I'll send it to you, you know, when I later. And he's like, no, send it over like now. Like, so we, we <laughs> yeah. got it. I got it. Like, make it happen now. Right, like, right, I, like right. I like that. Yep, Boom, I like get the that. shit right done. On. It's on. Not get back to you, this, that, and the other. Right. You know, so yeah, it's, it, so I find that pattern in a lot of dudes um, that are doing cool stuff. They take yeah. care of business. And then, like Pat was saying, they're always reaching, they're always, Getting on that, you know, they're they're winning their trophies, they're hitting that pinnacle, they're getting whatever, and they, and then you enjoy it, you know, you win your 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 fight, you win, you reach you reach a goal, whatever, and that's great. But then what's next? Right. Like you can't stay on that podium forever and be like, yeah, I'm the champ, bro. Right. No, man, you got to get down and now go find the next podium. Take your moment to enjoy it, yep. and then go to the next thing. On you to know? the, ne- on to the you next know, thing. Man. It's it's there's no there's no ending, and that's what keeps life exciting and keeps you passionate. And you were saying earlier, gives you that sense of uh, almost like an addiction, a yeah, purpose. purpose. Because then it makes you feel yeah. you feel good. Like, dude, I like that. I'm going to do that again. Or you can go the other way and say, like, oh, do shit that's not good for you. And like, that's you know, people go down that road too. So that purpose sense, that that and, accomplishment, you know, yeah. giving that sense. One of the things you said right at right when we first started talking was because uh, we talk about this all the time, man, on our podcast is fulfillment. <laughs> Yep. You know, being fulfilled, yep. it's, it's a, it's a good feeling yes. to be fulfilled. Yep. And, um, man, I am, I am getting that all the time, not only with what I'm doing personally to better myself and to better, you know, make my family comfortable, but helping other people, yeah. you know, helping yeah. people be better people. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. Fulfilling. Well, it's that like, sense of purpose, man. Yeah, it's and I, yeah. like we were out, been out a couple nights with <laughs> dude. Pat, he knows everybody in this freaking town, <laughs> yeah. dude. Everybody, <laughs> and uh, we'll be. He's like, yeah, or that, everybody knows him, or they know him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he remembers names, bro. I'm yeah. horrible with that. So he's like, oh, that's I'm, I'm Joe. That's Jim. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. I'm like, dude. And he's like, yeah, that dude's got a construction business. That dude, um, you know, a professional gardener, whatever, or, or plumber, and he gets to know these guys, and then he gets to learn like from the pros. You know, gets to take and. And that's cool, man. And that's a, you want to surround yourself around people that are knowledgeable and stuff. Well, you know? well, there's something to be said about that. I talk about it in my, when I run a Sentinel course about the, um, the importance of community, you know, because let's say that, you know, we were EMP'd or whatever, and we're in this massive survival type of situation. It's good to know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And skills and stuff become mm-hmm. barter. Right. Yeah. So it's good to know people. It, it's interesting to be interested, you know. And if you're an interesting person and you are therefore interested in what others have to say, you could learn a lot from people, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but I but I do know a lot of people who are one way communicators too. Yeah. It's all it's all transmit no receive yeah right right but they're not but they're not going to know those people right you know and those and those folks aren't going to give a shit about that no they're not going to spend time with somebody like that after yep. they yep. first encounter that kind of situation like all right good to go i like this dude that we can exchange some dialogue and learn some stuff you know yeah um but yeah it's it's uh you know and i i think it comes down to that too is also the folks that you hang that's my mom my mom used to say you know birds of a feather flock together all <laughs> that, you know and it's true man you hang around bad shitty people or kids or bad they're gonna become that you know right. if you hang right. around good people and, yep. and even all through age i don't care what age you are you're around good folks community whatever that are you know lifting each other up then that's the way you want to be and those are and in business the same way like hang, like you guys 
yeah, we've done some business stuff, but you guys are like, for me, are friends first, right. you know. And it's cool that we can also do some cool business together sure, too, you sure. know. So sometimes that works out really well. Oh, yeah. And then there's other people like, okay, that dude's straight business. This is just a business thing. Right. And sometimes you have to work with people. I don't like that dude, but we can help each other out, you yeah, know. So sometimes you put the pride down yep. and say, you know what, mm-hmm. this could work for both of us. All good to go. Um, you know, so it's sometimes balancing that that stuff out can. Be I tell you, that's that's tough in business when you're starting out is figuring out with whom to align. Yeah, yep. you know, because initially when I mean I remember when I first generated T Max, I was a tactical prostitute, bro. Anybody oh, who yeah. came up and offered me something, I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. I wasn't careful. Okay. Like now I'm careful. Right. Like who is this guy? What does the company represent? Do they have any skeletons in their closet type of shit? You know, yeah. do they have any baggage? I wasn't researching any of that stuff. Now they now? they, they oh, put bro. you in that pile. Like if something goes down with that dude, yeah, oh man. that's that dude's uh, Wes or Pat. That's his buddy. Whoa, dude, no yeah, man, I right. met that dude five years ago right. and didn't know better either. So I worked with his organization or foundation, and then come to find out now he's whatever happens you're associated yep. that. you're guilty so, by association yeah man so you got to be careful especially nowadays I, i'm the same way dude I, i'll research people i ask my buddies instead of just oh yeah cool let's do this 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 and that and like no so you get, again it comes down to quality quality yeah. in your business quality in the people you're surrounded with quality in and uh, in, in the products whatever it may be is just keeping that consistency yeah. of quality in your life as a theme yeah, and and you have to be super careful not to pick that low hanging fruit, man. When you're yeah. starting, you know, oh, starting yeah. up, it's tempting. you know what? That's yeah. that's one of the things that I've never talked about. Um, people say, you know, some of the lessons you learned. I've never brought that one up. I just thought about it now, but I have to think about that and and jot down some notes because there was a lot of bad people that I was aligned with, and I found out after the fact and had to cut ties, but. Still, my name is lingering. It's in their right. jet stream, you know? Right. And, um, <clears throat> and you can't take that back. No. Yeah. It's, it's with you. Yeah. It's with you now. You know, yeah. st- even still now, 10 years later, I'm way back in that jet stream just a little bit. Because if you research <laughs> deep in the interwebs, you know, you'll find a, a, um, some kind of article that I am associated with some kind of organization that, that went on to do dirty deeds. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said about uh, relationships. I used to uh, say a lot, the entrepreneurs understand this, that relationships are capital. Mm-hmm. It's capital to be spent. And sometimes the people you meet don't, you know, like we said earlier, they don't necessarily pay something to you for a while down the road. Right. We've known each other for a while and we've been talking about having Wes on the podcast. I think we, every other Since episode, we yeah. mentioned yeah, no. Wes on here. <laughs> yep. So now, so now there it is, but you know, you just kind of, you, you go with the relationship for as long, you know, as something is beneficial to you when you're keeping it close, obviously, right, you know right. what I mean? But that's important. And like Mac was saying, you want to get to know people. You were saying the same thing. You know, you just, you want to, you got, obviously you got to check people out, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's capital to be spent. Because somebody can solve a problem for you. You can solve a problem for somebody else. But the entrepreneur, I think, understands this better than the cog in the machine does. Because I'll see people say that all the time online. You know, they're always bad-mouthing other people. It's like saying, dude, you know, I mean, you can bad, like, for example, you can bad-mouth social media all day long. That's easy to do. But I want to see you go down the list of all the great things that have happened because of social media, the people that you've connected, right. I would not know you to. Right. 
at yeah. all. And it's necessary for it. There would be a void in my life. <laughs> yeah, man. Beetle bromance. Yeah. Well, um, I heard a rumor today that we might be able to go for a spin later in a really cool car. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, I, um, so I was going to ask uh, uh, Pat uh, and CJ, what was your first car mm, ever? Yeah, yeah, good. So, and how did you come to, to obtain that? So I, I was working since 14, maybe a little bit before that, but, you know, uh, shoveling snow, raking leaves, tilling gardens, mowing yards. And yeah. then I had a 76 dude stuff. Yeah, bro. And I had a 72 <laughs> customer paper route, 72 customers when I was, that's the early morning round. Yep. Yep. When I was 15, I had one of my paper customers had a 1954 Chevy sitting in the driveway and it, nobody was ever driving it. And the lady's name was Mrs. Osborne. And I said, Mrs. No Osborne, what, what are you doing with this car? She goes, that's my, that's my son's. And uh, I said, where's he at? She, oh, he lives in Florida. And I just started chatting with her about it, you know? And yep. I just loved the way it looked, man. You know, and it wasn't one of the cool years of Chevy. It wasn't 55 yeah. to 57. It, was, it wasn't even a two-door. It was a four-door. So it wasn't even a Bel Air. It was a 210. You know, Still straight cool, six, two thirty-five, three on the tree, yep. and the son, who they called him Ozzy, but uh, <laughs> of course, yep, of course, it was meant uh, to be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he uh, he sold it to me for uh, six hundred fifty dollars. I couldn't even drive it yet. I parked it yeah. in another paper lady. I'm a, her name was Mrs. Jazwinski. Ooh, damn man. Um, I parked it in her garage because I didn't have a garage, and there I would work on it. You know, yeah. uh, sanding it down, replacing parts, and um, learning the basic dude stuff, man. Wow. And then I earned enough money to get it painted. And I remember, I think that cost me $300 to get it painted. And then when I was 16 and got my license, I was driving that thing to You're school, You're counting bro. every day for your license yeah. like that, dude. I was driving it to school. Yeah, mine's not glamorous because I just <laughs> just was like this really cheap little Honda yep. so that I go get to school and buy weed or yep, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but my wheels or wheels back my, then. Man. My girlfriend though in high school had a uh, black T top TA. Oh cool. So, I could see that. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we rode around in yeah. all the time was because yep. you know I gotta ride around in my car. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah it's, they're uh, just cool man. But back then it was funny how this gets us into the nostalgia thing again like we always get into on our mm -hmm. live streams, which is we start to talk about okay, what was everybody's deal about cars back then because it just right. doesn't seem like it's that way today nah no mm. I don't, yeah even like i'll talk even like like with my kids or other kids that are young they don't they just don't see it like way i did or Similar my buddies freedom when we were kids yeah the freedom dude just and it for me too it didn't even matter what it was wheels were going to be wheeled because it's like dude i can freaking drive what, man, was, yours? Go, what was yours it was car? a 1966 uh ford F one hundred short bed. Oh, cool! F one hundred. Yeah, sixty six. Cool. Sixty six. Six cylinder. Six little. straight six. Yep. Not a two eighteen. I forget how many seats uh, cubic inches that I, was. I, 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 it was a. It was a small. Was that three on the tree? Uh, no, it was a. It was a stick shift. Four oh, okay. speed. Four speed. Yeah. Yep. And um, nine hundred bucks, man. Wash dishes all summer in Orange. <laughs> and I couldn't drive it yet, so because it was a. It was a four speed, and I learned. <laughs> my, my, I drove my mom's. Buick for my learning and all that. And uh, so my mom came up and drove it, drove it home for me, you know. And uh, 
got it and i was just dude this is so cool just being excited it was a little beat up a little rusty and Mm -hmm. but like just going in there and getting some the um armor all and shining stuff up and then because it's changing yours, the bro. lights and all this yeah it's you're just yours. so like oh my god this is so cool and and just being so excited about it and uh and then yeah i had that for a while and then of course as things go you're like man i want a v8 dude you know like and i bought this ford eco line 1976 eco line pervert van mm-hmm. like <laughs> dude why like just didn't, candy didn't Do you yeah. want some candy <laughs> It didn't run. Candy. Yeah, it didn't run. It was in some dude's backyard. I bought it for a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, me and my buddy picked it up, towed it to his house, and spent the entire summer taking that straight six out and putting that three hundred two in it that didn't run, and then figuring out how to get it running, man. So the entire summer was a cool learning lesson. Um, I didn't have my wheels, but we got that three hundred two in it. Remember the one day finally getting it to fire up and bah, and none of the, the mufflers weren't on there. And <laughs> dude, it was just freaking loud as hell and, and it drove it down to the uh, Midas or one of the muffler shops and got the, but yeah, it was cool. And it was, but that motor was, it sucked. I was like, should have kept that straight six right. in there, but yeah, yeah the yeah. V8, man, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, they're fun. Their nostalgia is cool behind it, man. I just, I, I still love them. And uh, yeah, there's just something really really cool about it remember, just, remember the just how the, the price points of things back in those days dude you know the under thousand dollar oh yeah barriers yeah right. you so got cool cars stuff for and whatever stuff bucks. yes it's 400 700 800 yep you know what i mean and if like like for rent for cars you had to be under that thousand dollar barrier because you were over that it was like right. dude, that <laughs> some money yep yeah <laughs> bank bro yeah it's yeah it's because uh, you would have to work all summer literally and to work all summer to make 700 bucks the, you assumed you're not if you're not going to see that dude all summer yep. yeah you worked every day dude like every to day. make that money <laughs> yeah. make that much money but you had that goal like dude yeah. I gotta get that car bro or whatever it was had, whatever had it was some, i had I, I bought a second car in high school because i had a job during the summer laying blacktop Oh. So imagine, 19, I had them two years in a row, 81 and 82, 11.05 an hour. Wow. And 81 that's and 82. Money, that's good money, bro. Yeah. Really <laughs> I'll be laying some freaking yeah. road. Dude. Yep. Yeah, I mean, dude. the work sucked. Yeah. It was hard. Wow, that's bro. work right there. It was freaking hard. But I bought with those earnings um, a 1972 Impala. Ooh. So really good. Just I've never heard car. about this yep. these cars, yep. dude. Yep. So that was the 350. Now, the see, Paul, is that the long one? Is that the yeah. long car? Yep. My brother got one of those. It was like a, almost like a, a, a subdued yellow. This one was sharp, shiny, shiny. With a white beer, candy brown, and just uh, perfect condition. The plastic was still in the back seat. Damn. Yeah. I, got I just, how long? But that was over that thing, the thousand dollar mark. <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah. that kid. Wow. Because yeah, I still yeah. had all my other jobs. Making 11 bucks an hour, school, bro. Yep. Dude. And then had the summer job. So I was that kid. Yeah, I was working, man. I was working. I was making cash. But, yeah, uh, I, that's another difference I see nowadays. And I've hired kids. So I've hired high school kids, mm-hmm. and none of them ever work out. It's always the people that are like, you know, a little bit older, like 30 to 50. Yep. You know, because I think that the, the drive's different. And um, oh, yeah. I remember my first job was, I remember leaving, it was uh, fifth grade, probably 12. And um, there was a sign on a post, a light post, 
had Mickey Mouse on, and it was like, come go, free trip to Disneyland, earn money, blah, blah, blah. And I took the piece of paper and went home and called this number, called this dude. <laughs> and he's like, I'll pick you guy. I'll pick you up tomorrow at 4. We're going to we sell uh, newspaper and magazine subscriptions. I was like, okay. The dude shows up in a Volkswagen bus with like six other raggedy looking kids in there. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. All right. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> and uh, he gives us this thing to read off with the clipboard. You know, you're going to yeah. go and here's a magazine. He give real quick brief. Right. And I'm dropping you guys off in these neighborhoods and then I'll be back to pick you up at you know, at this other point. Damn, that's some shady work there. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this guy would drop us off into these neighborhoods. And this this was already after school. He'd pick us up, I don't know, 4, 30, 5 o'clock. And we were home by like 9. Because nowadays I think I'm like, dude, I would never let my kids do that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he would drop us off and we'd just go door to door. Hello, Mrs. Whatever. I'm so-and-so. And um, I have these, you know, we were selling magazine subscriptions. And, and the, the scheme was if we had a certain amount sold, you get a trip to Disneyland. And it was paid. It was like six bucks now, whatever. Five, I don't even know what it was. But when you're a kid, you know, it's like, and I was just always a kid that was in the dumpsters looking for the aluminum yep. cans, taking them yep. down and getting. I was a kid going to the old lady's house and, hey, you need your, to the nice neighborhoods. You yeah. need your uh, uh, driveway shoveled. Right. There's always ways to make, you know, so I always yeah. liked that as a kid, just having your own source of income. Um, so nowadays when I see kids or even high school, I've hired high school kids. They don't want to put in the work, man. They because they because of what now the, the comforts of yeah. society. They've never been bored, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's when I see kids out there working, hustling now, I love it, and I'm trying to get my own kids to do do that more. But, Same. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, and then earning your own stuff, man. Earning your own car yep. and all those things, man. Because then I think that's when you re- really appreciate stuff, obviously. Then just be given everything, and I'm kind of a victim to that too. But nowadays. You know, I grew up that way, and I don't want my kids to. So I do tend to sometimes probably spoil them in ways I, I shouldn't. Yep. You know, so I'm trying to be better about that myself and let them experience that work, the work ethic. ethic. Yeah. So it's a tough one for sure. You know. Yeah, it is because you you want you you want them to be hard workers, and in another sense, you want them to be governors, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. leaders and yeah. things. And so it requires a different kind of development. You know. Yeah. But they have to be able to start somewhere. It's got to be. You know, somewhere where you exercise responsibility, and that's the the big thing. I, I love a kid to hard, hard work. I, I want them to understand why. I want them to understand the philosophy yeah. behind it, the theology of work, W O R K. And again, like I said before, I don't I don't understand the aversion yeah. that people have to this. It's the key to everything. I remember my favorite interview with Steve Jobs back in '93 when he was with just started Next. He'd been canned oh, from wow. canned from Apple and. And uh, he just, it's his long interview, but it's just one part where he says, you know, when you grow up, he said, you get told by people, you know, have a good life, get married, have some kids, you know. Retire, the, go to Hawaii. Yeah, that know. kind of thing. Don't, don't try, try not to bang into the walls don't too much. Don't, yeah, you know, don't do anything. He goes, and that's a good life. There's nothing wrong with that life. That's a good life as far as it goes. He goes, until you realize one thing, that everything around you that you call life was made by people who were no smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And that you can make your own things that change you. So he says, once you understand that if you push something in the world, in this universe, that something pops out on the other side, that you can mold and shape things, history, he goes, you'll never be the same again. Because you can make things that one day people will call life. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
They, yeah, it's, it's, nice. So it's like we used to, you know, people will one day think our conversations and things just think, well, that's just, yeah, that's just a part of life. Didn't those guys just fall out of the sky and mm-hmm. we're talking crazy stuff online and we get to listen to it and build yeah. our life? No, that, that was, they didn't know each other before. They had to get to know each other, trust each other, kick around with this podcast here and that company there and finally get something together. But for some people, they're like, hey, got to have my Wes Whitlock, got to have my Pat Matt, got to have my badassery. It's just a part of life. Somebody invented these stupid lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's it's yeah, things evolve and things. Uh, but that's you want to be a part of that. You yeah. want to be part of that that journey of, and that, again, it comes back to having a purpose. At the end of the at the end of this life, I hope that I could leave some kind of freaking something better here when I'm gone. That's it's going to help somebody legacy. Do something. Yeah. yeah, something cool, man. So I don't want to live a life that, that there's no nothing, no meaning to it at the end, you know. And I find that pattern with a lot of the same dudes we're talking about, and you guys like. Those are the people that, are, that that make the world go around, man. And it's a it's a few. If you look at the right. population as a whole, it's a very small percentage of folks that are. And and it's nothing against anybody out there that's that's comfortable to do what they're doing, uh, the nine to five and all. That's great, paying your bills and take care of your families and all that. That's great. You know, I just think some some folks have that desire inside of them to right. try to make something that's for them that's yeah. more meaningful you know and with that there's 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 heartaches there's failures there's uh there's also a lot of things to be enjoyed with that you know yeah. but that mm-hmm. comes with that freaking hard work and that sacrifice you're gonna make if you work hard you're gonna sacrifice right. something right. you know so yeah man works where it's at man it's and, and but working smart not not hard and not right putting energy and time into something that's not going to have an ROI that's going to yeah. benefit you or somebody else. It's a waste of time. It's like the proverb you know? that says uh, a dull axe requires many strokes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's work goals you should have, but I think there's eulogy goals <laughs> that you should have. And that's what I'm working on now. That's what drives me more is the eulogy goal <laughs> is I want to make sure I, I can, I can tell you what they're going to say yep. when I die. <laughs> You know? yeah, right, right. And so it's the eulogy. I mean, that season in life is, is well, like we talked about, we are metal aged. We reached metal age, metal age. So we're kicking our midlife crisis in the balls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And so that's where you can live your life. It just, I mean, we talked about this a hundred times. We talked about it once. It's like when you talked about dudes in their fifties, Back when we were in our early twenties, oh, no, these guys were old, bro. Dude, Dude that no. was senior citizen shit, right there, man. And that way, things have gotten cooler, I think. Because yep. I'm the same. I remember dudes that were like, dude, 45, 50. They were old. They were fat. They were beat on the up. couch, you beat up, man. Fucking <laughs> dude. Now, dudes I meet in their forties and fifties are like better shaped than like twenty five yeah. year olds, oh, yeah. man. They're, they're savages now. They're man. you know they're I, I, and maybe some of this helps keep people responsible not giving up man because it's easy i think too many dudes give up when they hit that okay they get out of the military they get out of something they had purposeful in their life and then it's over it's like man that's no it's not bro like there's still a bunch of shit you can do tomorrow the next day two years from now there's a lot more you can do instead of giving up and even physically like that's the fitness thing man and that's uh you know, longevity part we talked right. about with Mac too. Yeah, I like to pound stuff, and but I also like to make sure that I, I can maintain for a long period of time and for many more years, you know, be be functional. So just because you get older or whatever doesn't mean you need to stop doing that stuff. Yeah. Actually, I feel better, and I'm probably stronger than I was yeah. 
you know, in my twenties, dude, maybe not recover as fast, mm-hmm. but yeah, right. dude, I can, you know, so, and I'll, and that's also for me, a mental thing that keeps me in check with my emotions too, man, relieving that stress and, yep. and, um, creating shit. I create a lot of ideas when I'm working out. Like mm-hmm. that's where stuff comes to me, man. Like, so, Oh dude, yep. you know, so it's important, that's when I have an, man. That's when I have epiphanies too. Yeah, yep. man. I call it my office where I have, yep. we have working on our staff. It's in the gym. It's therapy, talking bro. Ideas, man. So it's important, man. So if you're not out there doing something, man, get, get busy doing something physical for sure. Cause it's, it's that. It's not just the physical; it's that that the mental part too. That get busy living, yeah, or get busy dying. Well, that's, yep. you know, I think <laughs> when I yep. mentioned the goals series that we're doing in the squad. It's we talk about the uh, we talk about progressive dominion. It's about the comprehensive nature of goals. So people say, you know, I, I don't have any goals right now in life. I said, no, you you have a goal. Your goal every day should be to be improving health, family, relationships, work, career finance you know yep. that's always because those are the things that are that are present realities right now you're probably in debt right now you probably have no savings right now you're probably you know and that you have the great from power divorce, to yeah. be able to do something about it There's right so you, sh- that- you should always be improving those areas so yep. you know take care of that first do you have a plan for any one of those areas of life because if you don't then you're waiting for life to work out something for you so people they think okay well if I wait around long enough, circumstances will eventually come together and I'll do that thing I say I've always wanted to do. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> and then before you know it, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's too so, late, man. so I can't do it because of this, because of that, because of that. It's always about their circumstance. They never realize it's not the circumstances that need to change. You know, the only circumstance that needs to change is you. You yep. change the way you look at things and you'll change what you do. So they don't have enough value attached to something. So I always tell them, listen, when you are less afraid of the work that's involved than you are attached to these mediocre circumstances, you'll finally do something. Yep. But for them, it's they think that that the discomfort that they think of of how much work it will take to get something is not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. And that's a sad thing that they can't do that math. But the only reason why they do that is because of the luxury and ease. There's no other there's no other reason. Because you take away the the light switches and the thermostats and the refrigerators and the Netflix, suddenly privation sets in and you'll be doing everything that you have to. Yeah. So it's life is too damn comfortable. It's too fucking tempting. And, and to that's be why Matt, mediocre. I think he hit it right too when he says you gotta you know get get uncomfortable. And if you look back to even uh, the Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, you know Seneca, these guys, uh, these philosophers um, that were teaching the the emperor stuff. They preach that stuff. Go outside, get cold, walk around, get cold, mm-hmm. get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And these guys could have been living like fucking dude, right. however they wanted. But so they would force themselves to be in these environments that were uncomfortable right. to keep them wanting to grow and and to remind them, you know. So it applies today, man. We've gotten so soft and and weak and comfortable that we don't want to even test ourselves. Um, to get uncomfortable, you know, m- most people anyway. So it's important because that's where, like you just said, lights go yeah. out. This and do now. I gotta, I gotta survive. I gotta do something. So just do that. Apply that. Apply that wherever and whenever you can um, to your daily life, you know. And that could be working out because it you know, it's uncomfortable. Good. Yeah. It's gonna make you grow. Um, it's uncomfortable to learn a new subject, or it's uncomfortable to maybe have a conversation with somebody about something that's been bothering you or them, and it's uncomfortable. But you. You do it, and then after you're like, "Oh, cool, man! I feel better," you know. So, yeah, it's it's important for sure, and um, yeah, 
Yeah, whenever people tell me, they'll write in or they'll tell me that they're frustrated. They're frustrated. And I'm like, hell yeah. That's a badass. I mean, frustration's your friend <laughs> if it'll drive you out of the nest. That's right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That means you're not copacetic with the circumstances, <laughs> yep. Yep. bro. But, yep. you know, you're the game changer. You're the element. You're the, it's up to you. Good news. Holy shit. Two arms, two legs. Everything's working. You have this power and ability to change your life in ways that it's unimaginable. To you. If you were to literally be able to see the things that you're actually capable of, it'd scare the living mm -hmm. shit mm -hmm. out of most yeah. people. But if you can get to the place where you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid of what my potential is. You know, get, yeah. get to that place where you're like, I'm not fearful of it. I'd like to kind of get to know my other self. That's people all the time. Listen, hey, on top of that mountain, you're afraid to climb as a stronger you. I'd love for you to meet that person. Yeah. You know, and that's what you'll achieve. And I, again, it's, it, it puzzles me. But my only answer for it is, again, the luxury and ease. And I think if there's anything that all of us, I think, do, it's it's... We're in the business, hopefully, of trying to make others uncomfortable. Because I welcome other people, mentors, mm -hmm. yep. coaches, or friends, and colleagues making me uncomfortable. You know, we talk yeah. about the, you know, there's the iron sharpens iron, but it's also strike and ignite. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got a lantern, I got a lantern. You, you say something, throws like throw a match in me, and then I get lit up. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why you want to surround yourself with people like this. Look how lucky I am. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. Like I was even talking to Rebecca last night after you left about just some business stuff and some stuff that she's seen and, and stuff and, and some recommend. Uh, and she's like, don't take this wrong, but this, this or that. And I'm like, dude, no, I, I want to hear this. Yeah. Tell me. Right. Cause I too can get comfortable in business with, yeah. okay, I'm doing everything right. I, I need an outside voice. That's going to tell me not, Oh, you're great. This right. is kick ass, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need yeah, you yeah. fucking do, dude. No, right. this I like the way you used to do this, and this this kind of got different right. or weird. Cool, tell me that. I want right. to hear well, that. Well, you know who your friends are, right? When, when you when hear they that, can say, "Hey, man," you know, when they could give you criticism that may seem negative, but it, it and you turn it into a positive. Yeah. Right. But yeah, getting yep. you know getting that criticism for if if it's from a friend, you know that it's legit, and they yep. they give a shit about you. Yeah. And then it helps you realize yeah, too, yeah, like, yeah. oh, cool, I didn't see yep. it that way, right. man. But you know this very well for a long time. So I, I'm going to take that in and be like, dude, that's something I need to think about. Thank you. You know, so, yeah. uh, you know, that's good not to always be around. Yes, yes, yes. People and um, all that. And I, you find that in social media too, whatever. Oh yeah, dude, awesome. 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 Like, dude, no man, that wasn't fucking so cool. I need to do something better here, whatever. And you calling yourself out sometimes right. if you need to, or having the right type of dude, people you're around say, Hey bro, you know, this side or the other, you know, that, that you right. might not, because nobody's perfect, bro. Right. Nobody hears, nobody knows everything. Nobody, nobody's fucking perfect. And, and nobody has all the right answers, right. you know? So it's, I like to get feedback from, and you don't want to be that person where it's just uh, everything I do and say is right. I don't, I don't need you. I don't need you, whatever. <laughs> That's not a good way to live, man. And I've done that. I've been, I've done stuff like that. I've been like, I don't need, you know, I don't need anybody. I'm on this side or whatever. No, nah, man, you, you can't live, you can't think like that. You yeah. know, you, you might be uh, certain things that you're, you know, that you're sure about and you're alpha and this, that, and the other, but it's good to get pulled back in once in a while and, and, and listen to people and open up again to people instead of yep. closing yourself in a fucking box. It's that whiteboard done. session, man, you know, having that boardroom meeting, even yeah. if it's with just one other person you trust, but you have to agree, hey, let's not drink each other's Kool-Aid. <laughs> Yeah. You know, no, yeah. I love that shit, man. Yeah. Like running a whiteboard session, it's like, all right, no Kool-Aid drinking, no group think. Here's yeah. the idea. 
you know, don't tell me I'm freaking great. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I know I'm great, bro. Yeah, I already know that. I don't need that. <laughs> I need to know what, where am I fucked up, right. yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Where's my blind spot? Yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. a proverb yeah. that talks about the wise man. To the wise man, correction is like cool water to a thirsty person. Mm. You know, they, right. you know, faithful are the wounds of a friend, it also says, you know, but the wounds being words of correction. There's another one, the book of Hebrews, where he talks about, he says, he says, if if you be, if any child is without chastisement, without correction, he is a bastard and not a son. Yeah. Because a loving father will chastise his children, mm-hmm. right? So if you are without chastisement, in other words, you're an unruly person full of yourself and all these things, nobody can speak into your life because your brother wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're a bastard, not a son. You've never been, I can tell you've never been disciplined. You've never been raised. You've never been prepared to govern. So you're a bastard, not a son. I don't want to walk around like a bastard. So my ears are open for correction. Mm-hmm. If it comes through a five-year-old, it comes through a five-year-old. <laughs> you know? Which Dude, is probably I, the best advice you're going to get because yeah, out, out of the mouths of babes. Out of the mouths of babes. five-year-old's yeah. honest yeah. as hell, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's you a, look funny. Yeah. <laughs> Your got, beard is stupid. <laughs> It's like, well, damn, man. Yeah. I uh, I had um, um, recently, and this has been eaten at me for a bit, and again, being corrected by a child. So we, we were out, out, of my, out of my place, and uh, my dog was out there, you know, mm-hmm. playing around. And a dog wandered onto the, the property. And my dog's going crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm holding him back. Right. And I'm like, oh, he'll just, you know. And my, my son was like, Dude, that's some dad. That's somebody's dog. We need to get him. We need to find out whose house right. he is. Right. And my dog's going crazy. I'm like, just I need him to get out of here because this guy's going crazy, and I don't, you know, I don't want to deal with this other dog right now and not having the passion to, and, right. and, and you know having the heart that he did. So the dog left. You know, the dog left, and uh, I was like, oh, cool, forgot all about it. I was like, oh, it's Mateo. I was like, it's probably a neighbor's or something. I'm sure right. it's fine. And Mateo was, I could tell, was upset about it. He's like, mm-hmm. we should have got him. We should have. And I was like. Mm-hmm. And um, about three days later, I was driving. I was driving back. I was driving to go see Mateo, and uh, there's a car on, on a busy road. It's got smoke coming from it, and it's pulled over. And I'm like, "Oh, dude, 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 got in an accident or whatever." The dude's getting out, and I'm passing by him, and I don't see another car, but I see that dog mm. um, that I'd seen in my yard. He just ran it over. Yep. And uh, right Oof, there, I dude. was like, "Fuck." Yep. You know, so. He he was right. I could have yep. let my dog go. Maybe he just sniffed him, played him around instead of being um, selfish to my own um, whatever. It's, instead of saying, you know what, let me let me take this dog inside and let's try to get the other guy. Um, you know, but when I saw that, it kind of was a gut check, man. I was like, man, I need to listen more sometimes to my kids and having a little bit more passion to that innocence yeah, yeah that dude. innocent side and he was right yep. man that's yep. what it happened exactly what the hell he said was gonna happen you mm-hmm. know? so so yeah man those type of things uh kind of kind of can put put you into put you into check one spot yep. once in a, in a while and and say you know what let me mm. let me get uncomfortable here because i could have got uncomfortable dealing with my dog got him in they got that dog tried to find out if it had a name a number it would have been uncomfortable. It was easier for me just to hold my dog back. Say, oh, right on. Get out. Yeah. That's you interesting, know? though. He 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 contextualized it as not just taking care of the dog. He's you know he did the math. The dog is owned by somebody. He did. He looked at right. the whole social situation, yep. Yep. and he's like, okay, we have a moral obligation here. Yeah. It's funny because as you're talking about that, I'm thinking there's this, there's an Old Testament law that would say if you come upon your enemy's ox, 
He says, enemies, ox, caught in a fence or in a ditch, you are not to just walk by. Yep. You have to let it loose. That's where they get the, in the New Testament, love your enemy like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, because you can't, and to me, that's, that's perfect justice. That's perfect justice, because I don't have to love everybody. You know, the, the, the screaming social justice people want, they want to eliminate all hatred from the heart. They want it completely expunged. They want, you know, you, you can't do that. The issue is, are you treating people like yourself despite your differences, whatever your differences are? And that's the thing. If you're walking by your neighbor's ox, you know, your enemy's ox even, and he's caught in a fence, do you just keep walking or do you let the animal go? Yeah. Well, in for Old Testament, you know, it's if you want to be like God, you got to yep. set the ox free because God's yep. not moved by emotion. Yep. He's not moved by your or his hatred or her or whatever. He's doing what he's doing because it's the right thing to do, you know. And that's the thing is when when principle conflicts with our personality and self-desires, that's where that's that's a real act of courage because yep. you're saying, "Man, I cannot do anything in any situation and nobody will be the wiser. Nobody will know. It's not going to be on the news. I'm not going to get arrested for it. Only I know it. So the issue is, you know, where's that conscious sensitivity at <laughs> for yeah. you? Yeah. And that's tough, man, because I've done the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's it's a good reminder. And you got to, you got to, yeah. But for you to have to see the dog on the side. Dude, <laughs> dude it was like, damn it. Dude, that, what did that guy yeah, hit, man? Because oh, I don't see God. a car. And then, then I see that dog. And I was like, boom. Yeah. It all came there back to is. me. You know, and hope Mateo doesn't hear this, but he, yeah, but no, he's, but it also told me that he is a good man. I was like, you're, you are a better man than me, dude. Like that. And of course, there's another way you can look at it. That dog obviously is a rebellious hound. And if yep. it wouldn't have been that dude's car, it would have been somebody else's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But dogs, man, dogs always get you. But, uh, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, man. But you got some dogs. You got a dog, yeah, man. man. We all yeah, love yeah. dogs, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just got a new one. <laughs> yep. Eight months old German Shepherd, man. Man. Good looking pup, bro. It's, it's a gorgeous dog. I'm committed to, I've been talking to my daughter all week about, you know, my approach to this dog i've been i've been i've moved everything i'm not i haven't been in my little office upstairs yep. for two weeks now i've relocated downstairs i am on that dog like saran wrap yeah. but i got it to where she's like place you know she'll go off to some spot way the hell out there and stay there until i give her the command to come back and yep. we're doing the close watching you know as we walk and all that kind of stuff and what we but she's eight months dude they want to chew fucking everything right, you know? yeah. Yeah. so i got to be on her constantly but the thing is, I told my daughter, I said, you know, I quoted her, uh, uh, I think it's Peter or James. I said, in your patience, possess ye your soul. Keep telling her, in your patience, possess ye your soul. <laughs> because patience means, there's a Greek word that says hupomene, and it literally means the force of consistency. The force. People think patience just means waiting. No, patience means you're working while you're waiting. It's just that you it's a long road. That's all. Yep. Not sit around doing nothing. Wait, you did one on patience recently, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was good, man. So yep. it's about the, in your patience, possess your soul. The word possess means to possess or control the soul, and so that's what I'm dealing with. I'm not dealing with the body of a dog. I'm dealing with the soul of yep. a dog. Mm. It's temperament. It's this. So I want to govern it. It's supposed to be governed. It's part of the dominion mandate. You know what I mean? That I'm here to have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and the beasts that crawl on the earth. Every creeping thing is given. We're given dominion over. So I have to exercise it. So it's not a pet. 
And it can't just sit in the corner. It can't just do what it wants. It has to have the structure and regulation. So I'm like, well, I told her, my girl, I said, this is where we're going to practice dominion. We're going to practice dominion with this, this dog. It's supposed to be subject to us. Not in a bad way. It doesn't mean we don't pet it, you know. Right. But it's just saying it has to understand that these are the rules, these are the things, and it has to have that governorship. So I said, but we got to be patient. So this means force of consistency, not just being consistent. Yeah, force, force of consistency. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That that I can't let her get away with anything. So when we were doing the inside and out stuff, invisible barrier is that door. So that means we get to the door, sit, <laughs> sit, and that means then stay. I go outside and I'll sit there and I'll let's kind of move stuff around a little bit and just make her stay putter. there. You'll putter about. Yeah, putter about for a little bit and then I'll say, okay. Then she comes through the door. Then you got to stop there. I'm putting your leash on out here. Sit, sit, <laughs> stay. And then we don't move until it's time to move. And so getting them used to that, you know, the punishment with command and all yeah. that kind of crap. But it's like, okay, well, I got no choice. Well, it's also called being responsible. Like you're being, yep. you know, uh, people get these dogs, you get dogs mm -hmm. like those, dogs that need that discipline, they need that training, they need that governance, they need, they get them and they put them in a yard or put them, and they don't, and then, you know, they're, that dog is not living its full potential or they'll get punished for things they just don't know because they haven't been right. trained or that right. the person that got it, it's their fault. It's not the dog's fault, mm -hmm. you know, so you're doing it, that's the way yep. it should be. That's, done. that's. Right, being a responsible dog owner. Yep. Yep. Because that dog needs that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Needs for it, that. It, needs, for it, it. it yeah. needs to learn stuff. Yeah. You know, it needs to be, be challenged. Trained. Yeah. It needs to be challenged. Yeah. I wanted to get her to go to where cruel to the dog. Yeah, to be focused on I want her to be focused on me because especially when you go outside, there's so many things that are demanding her attention. Oh, yeah, animals you know, and freaking squirrels. Yep. Can, oh my God. And, you know, and, and they can smell shit from like yeah. 10 miles away. She's got these big old ears so she can hear every oh, yeah. damn yeah, thing. And I got yeah. the squirrel. The squirrels are now tripping because they can see this big thing out in the yard. And they're so they'll go up, they scramble up the trees, like six of them. And then they all start their <laughs> chattering, chattering yeah. all this kind of stuff. And yet, so she's <laughs> tripping. I'm like, dude, I need you to urinate. Right. You know what I mean? But she's not going to urinate until she's like, cool. Right. But I got to get her in that moment. I can't do that with squirrels cussing at her from yeah. the fucking trees, man. <laughs> Throwing nuts at her. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Yeah. But those are the, I mean, I, I think whether it's your kids or your life or anything, you know, it's about self-government. And because the, the more you govern yourself, the less you're governed by others. Absolutely. You know, so that's the point of the podcast is get your shit together. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got to wrap it up soon. Yeah, bro. But I want to hear about this, um, this new bourbon. So that's Taconic from New York. Uh, man, that bourbon it's got, is... It's got Mac on there. Yeah, too, it's right? awesome. <laughs> that shit is so freaking yummy. I mean, it's, it's, it is it's is my favorite bourbon. I mean, when people ask me now, hey, what's your favorite bourbon? And of course, they never heard of it. They're, they're thinking, and I know you're a big bourbon dude. Yeah, they're, they're thinking tears on a, on a bar shelf. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, bourbon's like beer. There's a lot of distilleries out there. And you got to, you have to explore. <laughs> You know, and yeah. figure out what what you like, what soothes your palate, what um, you know, you got to find your perfect mate when it comes to bourbons and and just like anything, coffee, yeah. beer, yeah. a steak, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's I've been, but I think people are now in the mode where they're willing to order things. Yep. You know, whether it's mm -hmm. coffee or this. Now, what's we just 
You just negotiated a heavy deal with. Uh, I just crushed. Yeah, two man. Of those, we killed Cliff. Cliff. Man. Yeah. Yep. Just it was a man. That was a hard deal to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> now I've been a Kill Cliff guy for some time now, and um, we just asked them to be a sponsor of the University of Badass. Hell yeah, said, man! Heck yeah, oh, bro! Yeah. <laughs> so they're a, they're an official sponsor now, Kill Cliff, and I'm drinking one of the CBDs right here. Yep, for uh, whatever ails you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started this thing today, Wes, not knowing what platform or whatever we were doing it on, but it kind just, of a hodgepodge. Yeah, no, I think it was perfect, man. I think that's you know we, it was us getting together and um, you know uh, talking about some cool stuff, and you know this is exactly what you know what I wanted to do. You know, yep, good, um, good. You know. Whatever it is, you know, hey, cool. Hopefully people like it. You know dude, what I mean? People are going to love this episode. <laughs> yeah. I can already yeah. tell. I'm, dudes have been asking, like, whenever I just something with you or him, like, man, you guys got to get together and do this. Yeah. I was like, it's coming, bro. It's coming. Yeah. So yeah. finally, you know, it, 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 we got to get together and, and chat, man. Yeah. I, I got to talk to Pat for a couple of days now already. So now I get yeah. to meet you finally. And, yeah, man. Um, yeah, you got good word, man. You got, man, you got some, oof, you got some oh, good in, you, intel, good information, it, man. man. So I appreciate it. And, and, uh, Love the metal stuff too, man. We freaking love heavy yeah, metal. Yeah, we didn't get into metal man. because we could just talk that forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we get consumed <laughs> by the metal. Matt's got a playlist on his phone. He hooks up to a jukebox down there, and and so we can sit outside, and he's got it lined up to play all this. Cool he's got to check out my playlist. Yeah, metal yeah, Mac your, attack. Oh. yeah, your playlist. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then he's got to check that. Like one he'll out. even Spotify. leave. Yeah, it's on Spotify, right? Yep. He'll leave, but he can leave the signs, the songs queued up. So even though it's gone, I'm still like, I got myself Metallica and Judas Priest <laughs> and like Aerosmith and like uh, some doors maybe in there, you know, yeah, there's some right, cool right, stuff. Right, yeah. And then last night was like somebody threw in like Britney Spears in the mix and we're just like, Mac was like, the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny, man. But yeah, I love it. I mean, love, love that you can combine it, in, in the metal into the, the, the the podcast and all and uh, all the other stuff, man, because it's badass. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's exactly how people always ask us how we got started, and and it all started that way. It was yep. it was at me asking him after posting this video of him peeling out in a rent a car. Yep. Oh, the so, uh, super sport yes. Camaro jamming on Soulfly. I was like, yeah, yeah ma- massive, massive brake stand burnout. Oh, clouds I've seen a and few, clouds man. of smoke. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did one in a couple, several, right in front of your shop. Dude, you broke my windows. Oh, <laughs> damn. I remember that. Oh, we were like we upstairs. Doing donuts, bro. He's like, yeah. I got to run down to the store, and, and we were upstairs. Oh, I think shit. Rebecca was up there. Yeah. Just, he does a great burnout, and then also quiet, and all of a sudden we heard his... Smash, and everybody yeah. was like, I think that's a glass. I was like, Oh, I was like, if anybody can get away with that, uh-huh. Mac, that's all right. That's all right. No, it was cool. And then the next day, it was mysteriously replaced. So, yeah, it was like replaced right away. I was like, Dude, but yeah, it was cool, man. Freaking burnouts, and and uh, yeah, Mac's got those down good. And yep. speaking of, we're gonna go out and check out his. 1965, right? Yep. GTO. GTO. Yep. We we probably won't be doing any burnouts in her, but nah, just go for a little yeah, cruise. Just, yeah, I just, want to hear those headers, yep, bro. Yep. We'll we'll take her out on the airport road and yep. bring her up to uh, you know terminal velocity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a beautiful. Yeah, man. Thing. Thanks for thanks for being on this. Thanks for yeah, joining dude. us, and I'm I'm glad we made this little collab here. Yeah, Hell love yeah, joining man. a couple podcasts together. Fuck yeah. So yeah. so okay. So people want to. 
follow and check your stuff out? Where do they go? Yeah, you can go. So yeah, Wes Whitlock's mine, and then I got you know Invader Coffee, Rogue American, any of those. Um, you can find us on the whatever social medias and all that stuff. Um, oh, and YouTube now. I'm just kind of dabbling in. I'm not, I'm new to YouTube, bro. So we're gonna start dabbling a little bit into that with some cool. more video. We might be doing some stuff with. Uh, giving some, you know, business advice and stuff like that, that I get asked all the time and kind of how to work on some different platforms and stuff like that, that we've learned over the years. So trying to give some education out there to some folks and, um, yeah. So yeah, just having fun. I I love the feedback too, man. A lot of, cause you know, it's, it's all new and getting feedback from folks has been cool. So yeah, man, you can find us all there, man. And hopefully you guys make it out to Austin. Yeah, for sure. I know Mac will be there at some point to train again. Well, maybe not. Nope. (laughs) His training days are over. (laughs) If I come out, I'm coming to visit you and I'm going to stay in a resort. There you go. Yeah. Well, my whole family's down there, brothers, mother, everybody in Austin. So I'm, I'm at home there. So yeah, we'll definitely, definitely do that. But yeah, dude, I know that anything that you do, it's going to be awesome. And it's going to, it's from the heart and it's the real, deal and that's why and i'm just so thankful to finally see you face to face like this and be able to do some work together i think there's just ultimate badassness so rogue american apparel invader coffee and now you got your own podcast yeah that you've been doing yeah, it's just going rogue with west whitlock so yeah cool. it's, i'm on all the all the the platforms usual usual stitcher stuff. bitcher botify yeah, and stuff Google. man so I got some, yeah, we got some cool guests. Everybody's been asking for Matt. I wanted him to be my first. Yeah, right. and I was going to come out, but things happened with with my with the shop. I needed. I hired some more folks, and I couldn't make it. So I had I finally got him on here. You know, yeah. which or on yours, whatever, yeah, whatever this is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, put on. Yeah, man, this collab right. is badass. So um, a lot of dudes have been asking. Um, so hopefully, and then like I said, you know, the the squad stuff's cool too. So anybody that's needs to look into that they should because it's I think really this, cool this people podcast there, episode should be uh going rogue with badassery yes. i was just gonna say like because that. because of what you just said it's a collab i said yep. that's exactly what it is and yep. we're gonna yep. we'll post it as it'll be hey, episode be 16 for, well, what, what episode are you on now yeah <laughs> uh, this will be number six okay so yep. well so this will be the next one this will be 16 this will be our episode 16 your episode six yep six six <laughs> six six, six we need six. one more we'll call it sick episode six sixteen. there you yeah. go <laughs> right on man cool yeah, very cool all right guys listen thanks for joining us follow mac at at t max inc t m a c s i n c and metal motivator and uh you can get all the pertinent links from there thank you again to conic distillery kill cliff but invader coffee west whitlock Boom. for sponsoring all things. Badass. Go do something great today. High five yourself. Celebrate you yourself. Don't talk down to yourself. Be nice to those around you. Smile more. Laugh more. Drink more. Listen to more metal. Whatever you do, Mac. Raise your attitude. Raise your altitude. Don't suck. Metal up. <laughs>